Welcome to the Joy of Film Podcast, episode 12. I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. And we are here to talk about Logan, as well as a bunch of other film-related news and trailers before Logan, and lots of cool stuff like that. Um, but first, I would love to hear what you guys uh, have been up to lately. You doing anything cool lately, Kevin? I am continuing to work on my comic that um, it's still in the very early stages oh. and we're work out degenerates but, um, yes yeah um but it's i mean i like having the time to write more now that i'm out of school so can, can you yeah. imagine degenerates with like the transformers logo oh, like gosh. when the film <laughs> version comes out and it goes dum 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 and then oh, like degenerates with the voice that does optimus prime i mean that'd be awesome i don't know if i'll ever get to that point but it, hey it's a fun kind of fantasy thing. are you rolling your eyes at that jordan i i just that that was your go-to it's like i want it to look like michael bay's that's right yeah I, for yeah, some yeah. reason i see degenerates <laughs> up in lights man i guess that's that bodes well i see okay. it more as like an irreverent guardians of the galaxy yeah pretty, that's pretty much <laughs> what i yeah all right all right yeah well, i'm off base but hey i would like to see it uh, yeah. done with uh with that style okay still cool. your story but Sure. I'd like to see Hollywood will chew it up and destroy. Yeah, yeah, they'll destroy. Yeah, no. So you'll get that eventually. Nice, yeah, yeah. nice, beautiful. And then you'll be able to point to your comic on the wall. Exactly. And be like, there it is. That's the goal. Um, but yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm working on that, doing a lot of writing, getting ready for Oak City in a few weeks. And Oak City, yeah. we're going to be there. We it's going to be exciting. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, we are actually uh, in in site news. We're working on our logo um, behind yes. the scenes so we, yes. we really we just sort of have the words uh, the joy of geek up there right now um, yeah. in a semi uh, acceptable font um, that will hopefully change soon we got a, a logo you designer you got to start somewhere you know, right right right, right. Well, we got, you know, yeah. yeah the site launch is it was, was was fun but it's time to go next level here but anyway exactly. so we're, we're going to be talking about that uh, later on today and see what we can get going with that cool. um, but anyway um, we're going to be at Oak City hopefully yes. a new logo in tow for sure um, I guess not that, that really matters too much, but matters to me. So. It's a, I mean, yeah, it'll make us look more official. So right, cool. right. But yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, not too much going on, but yeah, just try. Enjoying you watch Legion? I did watch Legion. Legion. I like it a lot. Legion episode two. Now you're, you yes. sound like you're really pumped about it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I it's gotten like some people either really love it or like they're like, and eh, I kind of like it, but I don't know. I love. I think it's extremely well acted, well written. Um, I like the whole psychedelic feel of it, so. I'm, I'm trying to come to grips with it. I've seen the first, I think I talked sure. about another episode, but I've seen the first episode, and I thought it was, you know, interesting. Um, it didn't grab me in that way, like, oh, I gotta find out what's gonna happen with this or that, um, but... Was it you that was a really big Fargo fan, or was oh, it yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Okay. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I love Fargo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, it's interesting to see how it goes, um, you know... Well, well, yeah, I'd be, I'd yeah. be really interested. I haven't watched the second one. It sounds like mm-hmm. that's where you really picked up steam, right? Well, I, I mean, the, from the pilot, I was pretty interested. The second one doesn't have as much, like, plot elements to it. It's still more, like, you know, he's kind of in the, the training there. But um, I just like how he jumps around and you don't really know where you are at all times. And so. the dude with the yellow eyes and all yes. that shit. Awesome. <laughs> he looks creepy as fuck. Yeah. I will say that. I was I was lukewarm on Fargo. I actually I liked okay. Fargo the show, but I, I felt like it really lost no, the that's what I was talking in the middle. Show, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. The movie Fargo is probably I don't want to say my favorite Coen Brothers movie. It's been a while since I've seen it and yeah. uh, it's also been a while since I've seen Burn After Reading. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. definitely up there. Barton Fink is my favorite. Are you a big Burn After Reading fan? I am a big Burn After Reading me fan. Me too, man. What's up? Seriously, we're in the minority. No, I know. So many people hate that I movie. I love yeah. that movie. I've never laughed so hard as uh, what's the dude who played the ex FBI dude in that? What's his John name? John Malkovich? Yeah, he was so yeah. good in that. He was comedy <laughs> fucking gold in that movie. 
Um, but yeah, so so for that reason, just I Legion. I liked the pilot, but didn't immediately grab me, and I've I need to get back to it. It's, me too. Uh, me too. I don't know that it'll be my favorite X Men property, starting with an L, ending with sure. an N this year, which is a weirdly <laughs> specific category. But we'll talk about that later. James uh, Mangold for the WIN. <laughs> Uh, that's 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 great. Yeah. I also want to hear what you guys thought of the Wolverine. I don't think we ever implicitly talked. About I'm ready that. to talk full. Wolverine. No, I don't well, think we had a full yeah. yeah movie podcast at the time. Just be a thought. It's just something. No, to discuss. No, certainly. Um. Anyway, Jordan, what else have you been up to, man? Uh, it's been a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um. I yeah. I, I finding free time. I'm working on so much writing wise that mm-hmm. when I'm not at work, I'm at that work. Um, I've been reading a lot of comics, which a lot of freaking Hellboy, a lot of a lot of <laughs> horror comics in general. Oh, really? Um, you mean for inspiration? Not, no, not for inspiration. Just because you're into it. A kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read Hellboy a lot. Um, I've read the. F- I'm on the fourth volume of Harrow County by Cullen Bunn. I didn't know there were that many of those. That's all like the first one last year. Yeah, no, well, they're four issue trades. Okay, so they come out pretty. Along. I think the fifth one is coming out in a month. Oh, is wow. he write and draw that or no? Co- no, no, no. Uh, Oh, and now I'm going to forget. Tyler Crook, I, is that the artist's okay, name? Okay. I believe is... is I don't. I might be mispronouncing the last name or, okay, or misremembering it, but I believe Tyler Crook is the artist. Okay, he cool. worked... Uh, he does a great job. They do a uh, watercoloring to, to color the thing, and wow. it just looks beautiful. Um, it is quickly... It's probably in my top five comics being published right now. It's wow. that It was that strong, those first three trades. Yeah. Um, I just love it. I also read the first trade of Glitter Bomb. Um, which is from Z- Jim Zub, and it's about an oh, cool. aging Hollywood star who gets infected with this weird creature that starts oh. kind of re- living out her revenge fantasies in Hollywood. Um, oh, that sounds awesome. And it was really good, and it's about how horrible a place Hollywood is. Mm. And a lot a of things of, are about that lately. Yeah, there's a bunch of essays in the back, and they might be, they, they kind of steal the show, and they're from a. a, a and a writer I cannot remember the name of who has worked in Hollywood for a long time about all of these horrible behind-the-scenes stories on all these movies, and it ruined one of my favorite movies that I can never watch again. Oh, so <laughs> I was like, it, yes! It sounds... But it's really good. It sounds a little along the lines of... It, definitely more jaded and intense and extreme, but a little along the lines of the back matter in Brubaker stuff. Yeah. You know how he has essays yeah. by Jess Nevins and a lot of stuff like that? He was back matter crazy. Oh, that's the fade well, out. I, yeah, yeah that's like, why I was yeah. surprised, because a lot of times those are, you buy the single issues for all that back matter. Right. I was really happy to see all these essays in the back. Well, Brubaker made, um, like, a big point out of it, like, I'm keeping it pulp, they're only going to be in the... In yeah, the but there, I know there's there are some others who do that okay. as well, so right. uh, I was happy to see all that. And, you know, in general, you don't see a lot of meaty back matter yeah. essays. Well, I gotta check those out, man, because that sounds fascinating. I love... Dude, inside man, our our motto here is you know inside baseball for geek culture, man. I will dig in to some special features on a DVD, yep. some back matter. I will dig into some of that shit. Yep. So. They they set it up in a very interesting way, and I don't know if it's because the essays were consecutively written, or I think they were probably published in each issue. But it was funny reading them because in the first one, the author is talking about one movie and all of the abuse that went on behind the scenes, and kind of vaguely describing all right, what movie it. Is it dude? And then in the last essay, it oh, more or less oh, gives it away oh. that it is a, the film Election. Oh. And I was like, no, I love that movie, and now I don't know that I can ever watch it again. It was that bad, what It happened? was very bad, yeah. What, like sexual harassment, that kind yes. of thing? Yes. Okay. Um, and it's always unfortunate. And and honestly, I've it's I've been wrecked all week, something that's probably everywhere. There's also an article on Jeff Goldblum in there, and I was like, nah. Which wasn't the worst of the worst, but it was all about like power plays in Hollywood. Um, it's just very, very fascinating reading, and the the... It, the 
the arc really carries through a lot of that writing, and it seems like he really did his research to That's accurately awesome. portray. Well, he's a guy who. Uh, well, I don't want to. We don't get too deep into this, but anyway, he's a guy who did uh, another series, uh, Skull Kickers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've read the first volume, and I have read the first yeah. volume also, and it, and it was always like a, a pretty good series, but it isn't like the kind of thing that was maybe maybe a great series. I think for some he's people. very versatile, though, but it because, didn't break through, is what right, I'm saying. Because well, the, I mean, Skull, Skull Kickers is a total like action comedy mm. fantasy, like, uh, but. Then he's also doing like Wayward, which I want to check out, and yeah. then this, which I didn't know about. But he, like, I yeah, I started reading Jim's up recently because he has a bunch of articles online for aspiring comic book writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a very, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. into that. He's and, into he's like, cool. and he's so accessible. Like he's all he'll tweet back at you right away if you uh, message him or whatever. Like I mean, I, I just I love writers like that that are like so willing to help you even mm-hmm. though they don't have to at all. They just do that because they want to. Yeah. That's really cool. And uh, he's actually, and we're getting a little comic heavy, but. He uh, at Emerald City Comic Con this weekend. It was announced he's going to be taking over Uncanny Avengers. So really? nice. good awesome. for him. Uh, I think good that's his first. I don't know if that's his it's, first. It's, first. If it's but, not his yeah. first major label work, it is certainly the biggest. And going one. straight yeah. to Avengers, not like a you know. Uh, well, anybody, anyway, anybody who's listening to this podcast is cool. game for some talk about. I would assume Marvel. so. We are talking <laughs> yeah. about a mo- comic movie because comics, as we say time and again, are inescapable in modern pop yeah. culture. It's really, it's really intense. It's the new like Armageddon and Titanic is mm. now Avengers and uh, Logan. Yeah. So. Um, anything else, Jordan? Uh, no, that that's it. It's been a very much writing heavy week and and notes and editing, and I haven't had much time to do anything other than the slightest bit of gaming. I've I've pl- started playing Stardew Valley. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, nice. Which is, which is what did you pick it up for one? Uh, yes, it is on the one. Um, and I haven't put too much time into it, but it's relaxing. And honestly, I have so little time to game. I can just go play a day in the farming and and be be set for a little bit. So that's oh, fun. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Uh, well, my my. Uh, you mind if I take oh, over? Oh, of course. So my uh, week, my past week was a lot more gaming focused than that. I would say I. Uh, on Thursday night, I spent six hours waiting that's out in the freezing like, cold. Six hours to get a uh, Nintendo Switch. Some people waited 11, so I, I did better than some. I bet you some waited 24, honestly. I mean, people are really all about this. You know what this thing is, right? Oh, it's yeah, like, a little it's bit. A, it's yeah. a versatile system, right? So Nintendo's really kind of, you know, their last system that did really, really well was the Wii, and then their Wii U, which people just thought was like a new Wii. I remember they, Wii U. They it was didn't horribly even get it. advertised. They didn't even get what it was. I yeah. still don't quite know what they were going for <laughs> with that thing, honestly. And I know a lot about video games. And they... So so anyway, that one didn't do very well. So they they're like back to the drama. We got to get back to the crowd. We got to get back to like being a big player in the in the gaming game. So the Switch is basically a uh, portable console um, that you can take with you. It's a little tablet, six point two five inches, and you can mm. sort of rock it around. A little mini iPad kind of thing, sideways, and then you put little two controllers on it. They snap on the sides, and then you can also take it and dock it in a dock, and then it goes up on your big TV screen. Okay. So the idea being that finally they put out a hybrid system that is for home and. Um, on the go and then also you can also kick out the kickstand take the controllers off and two people play and like uh-huh. the things sitting on your table so it's just a very versatile system it's you know nintendo's always kind of reiterating you know uh, excuse me i should say um reinventing the way people play games and so it's it's always interesting they also uh, could they probably release the game of the year just from i haven't yeah. seen a game get this good reviews in ages legend of zelda breath of the wild is 
it's like masterpiece, 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 masterpiece everywhere you look. Like ten out of ten. Nine out of ten is the lowest score it's gotten. Yeah, I mean, it's it's people are saying. I mean, and it's really interesting because it really reinvents what the Legend of Zelda is. It's got a lot of survival elements. Like you got to make sure you stay like warm in the elements. You got a lot of cooking and crafting. Your weapons deteriorate and break. So many things in it. You get all, like Jordan was pointing out earlier. You get all your items right at the beginning of the game, like in the first hour. So it's just very very different. There's not dungeons per se. So it's very different structurally from any Zelda that came before. Um, however, people just rave about it, and they say like they they have five hour sessions. I heard this one dude on the IGN UK podcast. He said I I spent five or six hours, and I came out bleary eyed. And the guys in the office were looking at me, and I was like, dude, I I might have to say that this is the best game in the Zelda franchise of all time, you know. And the, and 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 these are down in it dudes who play a lot of fucking Zelda games, you know. So anyway, um, plenty plenty of that. Our next episode will probably be gaming, so yeah. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, break it out, and, and, and Jordan and I will play some and, and give you our thoughts. But anyway, um, the uh, the Switch, the wait out was fun. I made new friends. Um, uh, one dude who's like 22, 23 computer program, and another dude who's like 26 and works in a printing press, and uh, we just all hung out and uh, went un- snuggled under sleeping bags, um, and uh, it was, you know, I played some Shantae on my, on my 3DS and, and waited for the Switch, man, and boy, dude, so many people came and were disappointed. Oh, it was terrible because there were there were three available, and we were the three people outside of pre-orders. Outside of pre-orders, of course, there were you know twenty five people picked up pre-orders that night too. But everybody who would come, like the guy behind me, I was second of three. Guy behind me would look at them, and he would be like, "Hey, you got a pre-order?" And they'd be like, "Well, no, no." And then he'd be like, "I'm sorry, they only have three. And then it's always that awkward situation, right? It's like, is this person lying to me because they don't want me here in the line Uh to compete with them? That doesn't really make logical sense because they'd be in front of you anyway. But still, like a lot, not one, but two different people said i always wonder when people tell me that no offense but i wonder because if they you know if they're being competitive Maybe your bros are gonna roll up in a few <laughs> right right it could be any number you do of the things. short straw you got to do the waiting exactly exactly it could be a number of things but um anyway a lot of people got turned away and they were so disappointed and it does piss me off that nintendo i mean it's obviously they have this console is not particularly powerful it's not particularly difficult to manufacture this is there's no question that this is manufactured scarcity they always do it to make their stuff more desirable it's almost impossible to get right away couldn't buy that nest classic to save your right life and that Christmas. is like the most archaic technology wise the most basic thing ever they could have manufactured a million of those they had any number of years of lead up to do it anyway it bothers me a bit because i was there watching the disappointed people just walk away one after another after another people that would have waited three four hours they weren't waiting six like we did or they'd have one um but they were willing to wait three or four and they didn't get one so it always bums me out when that happens anyway i got home with mine it's really nice my impressions so far are 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 lukewarm to good um on the console the game i'm I'm enjoying as well so we'll talk more on the gaming cons on the gaming podcast i also saw manchester by the sea but we'll talk about that in uh what we've been watching cool um, so anyway, what we always do is news first, and uh, Logan is cool. Oh, obviously, as I mentioned before, we were we're gonna be talking about Logan. Review or Logan is cool. <laughs> just, Logan is cool. I yeah, think that yeah. covers it. Yeah, I think we've about got we're, it. We're good, guys. Yeah. All right, but <laughs> anyway, so so we're gonna be talking about Logan uh, in depth in this podcast. Uh, I think we're all really excited to do that because it's a fantastic movie. I mean, good start to a year that will hopefully be nothing yeah. but hits. Wonder Woman. All oh, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, outside of DC, I right. was talking Marvel. Right, right. But but anyway, though. Um, one of the big things that we can talk about in news, I know, is all the different trailers that we saw in front of Logan because it was pretty heavy. Some of them were older, which was a bummer, but the new ones were great. Um, is that what we were going to start with, news? Yeah, trailers. And I thought of one more that I, I forgot to mention, but I can mention it even if you guys didn't see it. But yeah, go yeah. on, go on. Mm. 
Well, the first one, um, I guess we'll talk about the the real the real spoilery one, not spoilery, but the real like hot one last. Um, but uh, I guess I'll start with Ghost in the Shell because it's the one that we probably have the least to say on. Um, that trailer was really cool, but man, was it spoilery. Like, it just spoiled the fuck out of that movie. Like, the big question of that movie, theoretically, is, did she really get fucked over? I guess it's obvious that she did. It's also based on a famous anime. Yeah, but a lot of people haven't seen that anime. I haven't seen it, and I want to really go see that movie. But, I mean, it's just, by the end of that trailer, you know the whole story. I'm just so sick of trailers trailers. like that. This one was worse, though. This one was just, like, you already... It's like the full arc, man. That's why I liked the Force Awakens trailers, even though they were just hiding that it was a very familiar plot. But I didn't know it going in, which I liked. So. Yeah, no, I, I, just, I mean, I, just I fully agree trailers should be cut down, like, as they get ridiculous today. I, I don't know, I just think that the other ones, they left at least the question of, you know, was she really in a bad accident, or did they steal her life? Like, leave that question open. Instead, this trailer basically says, yep, they stole her life, you know, and it's like, alright. Yeah. I just hope there's more reveals and it, more intrigue. It's weird to me that, I mean, it's, it's historic, they've done that for years it. and years and years now, but... I always think what I, I well, the thing I don't like is on top of it they they've got a lot of these teasers they do for trailers now. Oh uh, yeah, I know. And oh, then they paste gosh. those like at the beginning of the trailers, and you see like a, a great trailer. Hits. It's sad. Trailer. It's like my favorite show. One of my favorite shows, probably top five, is Battlestar Galactica. But I always hated that at the end of the theme song, they would play like this mini trailer for with with scenes from the episode. You and were about right, to watch. right, right to the ending like conflict. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like if you didn't have enough patience, we're going to make sure that you know. Good I'd always gonna be there, visored down. Like all right, I'm not going to look because I don't want the episode I'm about to watch spoiled. I remember so like one of the first couple episodes was the dude, um, uh, the guy, the main, main young guy. Apollo? Apollo. Uh, like, and that, and he was going to that prison planet or that prison ship. Oh, yeah, And, like, yeah. you see the whole conflict play out in that preview. It's just like, come on, dude. It's like, who's going to be at bay to who? Mm. Who's got a gun to whose head when? I mean, the whole thing was laid out. It's, yeah. it, I, I hate that stuff. And that's trailers. I, it is trailers, and I always hated that about trailers. Um, but anyway, you know, touche. It is what it is. There were some better ones, though, some ones that I thought left a lot of entry. I guess right. The Circle is another one that was kind of the same way, um, where it, it, it got my interest, but at the same time it kind of showed you the whole movie. I don't know. What did you guys think of that trailer? I mean, if you're going to do a movie about modern tech, I don't think you could serious face just do it as a joyful oh tech's oh, so yay. great type of thing i got thing. a yeah. job at the biggest company in the world yay i'm but, sure no one's the circle evil ominously oh, right um, ominously called the circle i thought it was a cult movie when it was opening up like you got what was it well, tom hanks of, it was oswald as his servant there like i'm like this is oh, this it's is kind awesome. of a cult yeah. movie you mean about the circle's kind of like a cultish company it's like google meets that show the path almost I yeah i could kind of see that yeah I think, although getting Tom Hanks, it's like he's the ultimate nice guy face in modern consciousness. Right, right. right. So I could see him being. I a mean, cult he's leader. Sully for Christ's sake, right? I mean, the ultimate like hero of the last ten years. <laughs> is that the go-to Tom Hanks role? I, well, recently Sully is, I guess, the recently, famous right? Famous. No, what yeah. about Robert Langdon? Yeah, yeah, that was, that's more recent, but more ridiculous. I mean, that is just so shitty. It's like you've got twenty-four hours to save the world from the depths of hell. They're coming back. I, I mean, whatever. The movie was ludicrous, and it did poorly, so there was some justice there. Yeah. But, no, I, I this movie, I was, you, you asked me while I was always, are you waiting for the turn? I was like, well, yes, because it was about a minute and a half of just idyllic, and, and then... And then this music comes in. Somebody's watching you. It wasn't the, <laughs> the sharpest turn ever, which, which is always, you can tell, it wasn't like a, a severe shift. I was like, oh, so this isn't a horror movie, it's more of a thriller. Yeah, was like, yeah. which way could this go? I didn't, not that I expected techno demons to come bursting out of computer screens, but, you know. I was surprised that, that you pointed out that it's the boyhood kid 
I didn't. They had I, a heck of a cast in that movie. I man. was wondering, like, no, but I was always wondering about that kid because, like, he's an actor, but it was also kind of an experiment. It was, yeah, it was. A I mean, he was eight project. when it was decided, or five, right, or whatever. Right, yeah. So, like, this dude, I mean, that he's now morphed still into, acting, grown yeah. into an actor and still acting, yeah, like yeah, you said. Yeah. A lot of even child actors, they just decide, yep, yeah, going this way, right? You know, right, yeah. Um, Anna Klumski, great example from My Girl, you know, and then she finally came the back. Kid from Charlie and. Um, and talk about or really Hunt, long about or, the, uh, the original. Oh, one. the original. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. The new the one's one still after. Yeah, the, old, the new one is. But the that was Freddie Highmore. I didn't yeah. know that. The uh, uh, the Big Motel. Motel guy. Yeah. The, the original one, he did that and he never acted. Oh, he's a veterinarian. Yeah, yeah. He's well he's known like, yeah. in his field. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love it. That's really cool. Somebody can make it such a mark in two fields. Yeah. That's, it, that's a life well lived. But yeah, no, this for me is a movie where it's like, even if it gets good reviews, I probably wouldn't see it because. The Circle? Yeah. You don't want to rent it? Oh, maybe down the line if it's okay. on Netflix. I, it's, this is not, it's not the type of movie I would normally check out. I like movies out. like that. I like uh, movies certainly like not that. in theaters just because March is so full of films, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, by the end of this thing with the what we'll be watching segment. Yeah. But, uh, I gotta see it because it's Bill Paxton's last movie. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's hey, a good thing to talk about. Man, let's sucks. pour one out for Bill. Um, I mean, what a mad. ubiquitous, like, just benevolent from every, I mean, you were just talking about Glitter Bomb, right? And, and Hollywood. He, from all accounts, is just the most benevolent, great guy to work with. Um, and to have just something like this where nobody expected it and, and he was, you know, just having something dealt with and, yeah. and it just went bad. Um, it's tragic. Um, the best it really tribute is. I saw was it said that, like, the only guy to ever fight the alien predator um, and what was it? Terminator. The Terminator, yeah. I think it's. I think it's just. I yeah, think it's really tragic. Um, it's really. Yeah, it, well said. That was yeah. lame. Yeah. You know, it was really lame. I always like enjoyed him. He he really. For, uh, he was a big part of why Agents of Shield turned around so well. I know the seat first season. So. Oh, he killed it in that. I know, and that's one of the things that I'm most like. A lot of his roles are are, are forgettable, not because he's not great, but just because that's often how he was cast. Right. But right. That was one that like impacted me tremendously. Like that guy was vicious. And yeah, he he was do, he's he's still doing really good jobs. That's the thing because he was in that. He was in Edge of Tomorrow. And he, he was did a in great fucking job. He, and he was on a regular. I don't know what they're gonna do now. Yeah, with the um, the what was it the Training Day reboot. Training Day yeah, reboot, yeah, which yeah. which I heard sucks, but so they'll yeah, probably just cancel it. But I mean, what a shame. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, unfortunate there. Yeah, so I can't believe that Shooter, starring uh, my boy Ryan Philippi. Ryan Philippi, um, is like. Second season, good to go, and fucking trading day. They're like, it sucks. I guess it's a CBS show, isn't it? There, yeah. There's I different audience known. and number expectations for known. a USA show. That's and true. That's a true. CBS show. I always forget those things when I talk. CBS is the outlier. You know, they're the channel that like you better fucking explode. Like, person of interest can have six million viewers and you're still canceled. You know? Yeah, because they have the highest watched shows on television. I know. I know. I know. They're the I only just... one who's still. I mean, and and it's weird to think because they would be an, a modestly well done, well done network 12, 15 years ago, back when you know shows got 40 50 million viewers because there were only so many shows right right now like i always love to mention there's over 400 scripted shows on tv and it's growing so it's 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 ludicrously busy it's great for aspiring writers um like myself and and you know i want to go that route mostly but um you know um it's interesting it's definitely interesting but poor bill man that's just that just sucks really dude you are at least if i had lived bill paxton's life I'd be really calm about moving on. I mean, he went way too young, and that's terrible. But at least, like, he made a hugely indelible mark. No one will ever forget that guy. Uh, Well, uh, let's talk about the one thing that never killed Bill Paxton, I guess. Alien Covenant. Woo! The trailer. There's a segue. Where does this fall in the timeline? It's post-Prometheus. And then pre-everything else. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. 
Um, it's hard to say. I was blown away. At first, I started watching it, and they had just had in the theater the the thing that says uh, it was actually a Beauty and the Beast thing. Did you see that about don't put on your cell phone, turn it on silent? So like she walks into Beauty and the Beast's house, and like Sebastian's like this may be the girl, and then like this phone rings and startles her, and it's like Beauty and the Beast invites you to turn off your cell phone's ringer. Did you see this? No, but no. I don't think we. It was probably what theater brand were you at? Uh, the Silver Spot. I don't know what that is. No, I was at a. Good Lord, Regal. Yeah, yeah. Regal, Regal yeah. doesn't really do those more it, interactive ones. It, it was yeah. atrocious. It was atrocious. But anyway, <laughs> after that, because I thought it was like now a sneak pre- preview of Beauty and the Beast, and everybody was like, "Yeah, all the girls, especially you know, right. women in the audience." And then this happens. I was, it's just so cheap. But yeah. anyway, right after that happened, the trailer started for Aliens Covenant. Is it Aliens or Alien? Alien, Alien. I believe. Yeah. Alien yeah. Covenant. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I see that this mug. I see <laughs> this mug in there, and I'm like, "Is that fucking Danny McBride?" In this legit serious movie, that can't be Danny McVie, Danny Vice Principal's McBride. Yeah, you know, and, and then I'm like, no, 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 it looks like it's him. I think that's him. Uh-huh. And then I, and then I, but I didn't want to bust out my phone because I just saw that fucking Beauty and the Beast thing, you know. So I was like, fuck, I think that's him. And anyway, once that turned off, I sort of like hid away, and I was like, fuck, Danny McBride is in that <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, it blew me away. I mean, it has a really interesting cast. It's going to be an interesting movie. I just don't enjoy movies where there's an alien just killing everybody. It's just like, watch them get dwindled down. I don't know. I hope I, it's more interesting than that. I don't know. I, I really like the Alien franchise overall. So, so you just, but, so yeah. just, just, it's enough for people to go to a planet and just get killed off one by one? Well, I mean, they explore different things. I mean, like what? I don't know. It's like... I, exactly! I like what, it. though? Look, you're allowed to like a slasher film. Yeah, but I'm trying to understand why three of them exist, and now I'm going to be a fourth or whatever. No, there's like... Oh, there's four, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm yeah, talking about of the core... Like, so, so Aliens, Alien, Alien 3... And then you know, this one are the ones I think of when I think of, like, just an alien chasing people. I'm wrong, huh? No, no, no. I mean, I guess you're, you're if you're just thinking of an alien chasing people. But I think people, this is going to be a little Aliens more isn't really a, a horror movie. It's more yeah, an action, action movie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, would, I think... I think this, though, is a little more in line with Prometheus. Like, it's that's like cool. the origins and stuff. Sounds like. great. If that's the case, I'm fucking there, man. Where's buy my ticket or I'll buy my yeah. ticket. I mean, I can't um, promise, but I, like, I think that's I'm holding you to it. That, yeah. I'm holding you... No. Okay, yeah. No, I, no I'm just kidding. But 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 what is that the aspect that intrigues you? Or or would a slasher fest with aliens be enough? I'm just curious. I'm, I'm not asking that as a loaded question. No, no, um, I mean, I kind of I like a little of both in there. Okay. But, yeah. All right. I could, I could get down with that. How about you? What do you think? I mean, I've seen Alien, and that's it. So I'm oh, never a little behind. No, I haven't seen Aliens. I haven't oh, seen wow. Alien 3. I haven't seen Alien Resurrection. I haven't you, seen Prometheus. You know what was sick? Um, so. Predators, is it? The one with the big twist so, about who's a traitor at the Adrian end? Adrian Brody? Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. I haven't seen that either. That movie's sick. I was really impressed with that. Better than Predator 2. <laughs> well, that's... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen so few of the Alien or Predator films, so How I... How about Alien v. Predator? No, I see. I that's can... something you and maybe Kelsey would enjoy. AVP Requiem so bad a, it's good. Yeah, that's the the first Alien vs Predator is like so bad it's good because like the humans they pick in that that crew are just pathetic beyond description and like to the point where you just want them to be devoured. Nice. AVP Requiem is like an eighties B movie kind of thing. What are they? Yeah. Why do they make those things? An alien <laughs> and a predator fighting each other? Come on, dude! Like, what's the point? Like, who, who who cares? I mean, excuse me. I, I, well, I fucked that up. I was going to say, who wins? Who cares? But I fucked it up. Because who cares was just so at the tip of my mind. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't understand. There's, it's going to I mean, the, those things happen in, like, franchise movies all the time. Like, I mean, 
you have the Freddy versus Jasons and ABC well, and all that. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, I like Alien movies. I like the Predator movie. If we had both, it would be twice as good. That's not true. That math doesn't add up. I kind of do want to read um, John Layman's Alien versus Predator versus Dread comic because oh, yeah? I feel like... Well, Dread's like, straight. Well, Dread's awesome. And it's like, with John Layman, I think he can kind of like do exactly what you're saying and make fun of it kind mm-hmm. of, you know? yeah yeah well no that that could be great yeah, yeah. Like, if they give him the license i mean that's three no, you know, beloved it's, licenses he's already, it's been out for a while no what i mean is if they oh, yeah. give him if the licensees give him license I, I i said that very convolutedly if they give him license if they gave him license i'm talking about because yeah, yeah, i haven't read it i don't know what's in it sure if sure, he has the yeah. license to be really comical and really right do right. that then that might be great okay cool yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know sure Okay. I have no real thoughts. So you're not really into that movie. I would like to. I actually thought about trying to see if it was streaming anywhere earlier. Just Aliens, I mean. Because I I saw Alien a few years ago, and then I just never saw Aliens. Um, I've got Prometheus, if you want to borrow it. Prometheus, I loved. I like it a lot, too. Like I I know it gets a lot of slack for... I I saw uh, a meme. I don't know if you saw it, where it was like all the aliens, and it was like... The progression of the alien movies and it was like alien versus trucker aliens versus soldiers <laughs> aliens versus uh, criminals aliens versus pirates and then for prometheus it was aliens versus idiots so <laughs> i know that movie gets a lot of hate it's too. The, the big thing is like something's falling on somebody and they don't move but i've heard that explained i don't remember all the details of it but it was yeah. something like something's falling on somebody and they just stand there and let it fall on them i think that's what that that was talking about i don't know i, I mean i, I, did, I think there I was like a good reason it. why they yeah. stood there i don't remember what it was I like that movie because it's far more about the big questions and the That's things, what, yeah. and, and like you were talking yeah. about the lore and what what it attempts who, who is Fastbender what's going on right right exactly that's much more interesting to me so I hope that Covenant's more of that anyway we'll we, we, we went on go ahead all right uh, well next up I'll go with the movie I remembered uh, Pirates Five finally had an oh, official God. trailer <laughs> I didn't see it that's fine there was, was it at the theaters. Uh, I, no, I, I, I saw it online. Oh, it wasn't okay. in front of I didn't even watch it online. I couldn't care less on this. I, I, mean, I love the original when I was a kid, but like that franchise is so like run its course, and the la- I mean, all the sequels for me were pretty. It got progressively more terrible, so I could not care less. I you liked know, the fourth one all right. I hated. I, I think one. The fourth one was so bad. I wanted to walk out of. I think I one is very it. good. I think two is even better. Amazingly. That I think is a rare opinion. I think three is unwatchable. It's it was the sloggiest yeah, slot yes. I ever saw. Yeah. And four I was like, eh, I was indifferent. It was, it was like it was for right. me for me is like one is was a great one for me as a kid, fun action adventure, great tribute to the ride. Two is so much fun. It's so think about that wheel going and how fun that wheel is. That's the one with the wheel, right? Yeah, yeah. Two is incredibly fun. So so I like I mean the first two I'm fine with. Three I agree was bleh. And then it was four, so long. Four was so boring. I just like I hated every minute of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just went in there and I was just kind of. It felt a little bit so uh, I don't, unnecessary. I'm just hoping they make this one feel all, more essential. I, think, I I mean, if I were going to rank them in terms of score, I think the first one's the only uh, like close to a ninety, a hundred. I would give the second one was fun for what it was, but then I, I don't know. It's hard to watch the second one without knowing the bad taste of that third one. Yeah, um, that's true. For me, the, the, I, I'm not that excited for this movie. I mainly wanted to bring it up because I think Disney might be getting a little out of control because the the, the trailer opens with this full prologue explaining Javier Bardem's character's backstory oh of how he got effed up by a young, um, oh wow, Jack Sparrow. And so we get more of that CG youthification that we've been seeing. Yeah, no, I, I and saw it's like that young one, Jack Sparrow like, rolling on a deck of a ship like Mean Muggin. I saw that image and I was just like, no. 
Wow. I, 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 I don't... for killing my childhood. I don't, I don't like this new trend. Uh, Grand Admiral... What is his name? Thrawn. No. The dude from Star Trek. Was that his name? Oh, Thrawn. Wow. See, that is where my mind goes. Uh, is right to Thrawn. No, uh, 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 wow. Marth, Marth, oh, uh, Mork, uh, uh, Dork, Dark, <laughs> Marth. Now you're, you know, And now we're just going to oh sit here like three idiots. What is his name? Tarkin. Tarkin. Thank you. Why, Thank like, you. I have, forgive, Moth, can you forgive Moth, Moth Tarkin. Me? Grand Moth Tarkin. Moth now, Tarkin. just as discretion, please forgive me for, like, waiting so long to say that. It was just, there were multiple names going at it, and then I lost. Dude, you know, I my, totally blew it, man. I said Marth, Mork, Dork. You know yeah, I mean? Like, what do you expect? I went right to But I'm the biggest Star Wars fan, so I just want Your boy Thrawn trilogy, yeah. Jordan loves some Thrawn. No, I know. Like, the CGI... Uh, Tarkin and Leia in Rogue One. This like was that. at least. I was I mean, not this about is it. youthification. I think the Marvel that's movies different. have done it. That pretty doesn't. Well. That doesn't bother me nearly as much. Youthification is fine because a it doesn't feel as uncanny valley because they actually have the real source. So they take actual the real acting and then they just change it. That's different. Yeah, I, I just think and it, ethically, I like it better. It's arguably going to get better. I was seeing. Uh, in fact, this is kind of related. Um, Leonard Nimoy's son was basically saying he wouldn't mind them Spock bringing Spock back that way. Is to you know, really? Bring, yeah. So you know, who knows where it's going to go? They have the permission. The studios will probably do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I still have to see uh, Beyond. I still haven't seen it. I need Fuck. to see that. I, that's what I hear. It is. It's it's my favorite probably of the. Th- mm. That and two thousand nine are both really good. But so. Suicide Squad won the Oscar that it was nominated for. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Oscars so we can finish it there. Let's get through the trailers first. There's yeah. only one, well, two more. Um, the other one was The Guardians Volume 2, the new trailer, which showed off a little bit more of the movie. Oh, we saw uh, you to see this online because they showed the old one at Logan. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was weird. Um, usually when you see a trailer premiere, yeah, it's it dropped gonna like be that day. in the theaters. Uh, but I, I continue to be excited moderately for this movie it's it's hard to get that's super weird excited. surprise i don't know like i said guardians the first guardian did nothing but fall off for you i still can watch it and enjoy it but it hasn't held up as well as like last weekend i just watched ant-man because uh and i really enjoyed rewatching it um that movie man that 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 narrator dude what's his name uh the the funny, oh, the funny yeah yeah oh my yeah, god yeah, yeah. oh my yeah, god Luis. does he hold that shit yeah, together awesome. yeah i mean just in the comedy that comedy is gold yeah, there's a reason Ant-Man ranks so highly for me. Um, it's just really good. But Guardians, I really like, and obviously I love the characters. They're a big part of what got me back into comics full-time. This one looks college. more true. From this other trailer, you really see, like, they've really expanded the roster. I'm and very happy like they're bringing, in it. They're yeah. bringing in a lot of the people that you love from the Abnett and Landing run, right? Yeah. Nebula. I mean, there's still a lot that aren't there. Well, Nebula was in the first movie. Yeah. Okay. Just right. as like a she was a villain line. there, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. No, but 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 so they have Mantis, and then they also have. Um, I know he was in the first movie, but the <laughs> oh, Ra- Yondu, Yondu, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's in this one now as like a guardian, right? No, I mean, the, the, well, Yondu is one of the originals, so right? Yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I'm saying they're, they're yeah. the majority of people I really like are there, but it's still I just I don't know. It is a Where's very the different space tone. Pub? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Cosmo had a cameo, which was yeah. nice. Want some Moon Dragon action? Some uh, Philavel? Some uh, uh, who else? Who else can I? Let's uh, throw out some, some obscure shit. Some Nova Richard Ryder. Oh, he's awesome. Or yeah. Sam Alexander. I really like Sam Alexander. He's right. His he's run right. is really good. Like of really? the Marvel Now stuff. Oh, that's right. You were rocking it on Marvel. He had a limited. Yeah, he really good run um, for that character. But anyway, I I'm looking forward to this just in as much as I look forward to any Marvel movie. But it is not. Um, 
top of my list of excitement. That is obviously Spider-Man Homecoming in terms of superhero movies right. that are left this year. Mm-hmm. I was actually really excited for the one we're talking about today. So Yeah. But Guardians, uh, yeah, not a whole lot new in this trailer unless you really sit and break it apart. Kurt Russell, though. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell's in it. And to me, I just saw him and I, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Where's the human planet? Because that's Kurt Russell looking like Kurt Russell as an old dude. Like, what the fuck? Where's the fucking human planet? Well, there was all this fucking hype. Now. Right, as he exists now, right. There was all this fucking hype. Like, he's going to be a living planet. How are they going to make that look? And he just ro- rolls out. He's like, hey, dude, I'm your dad. And that's it. I'm sure there'll be more to it. It's, All right. It's, yeah. how, what, he just like has a manifesting form as a human. Be really a planet. Maybe they could do that. How could he give birth anyway? <laughs> Not give birth, but why could he mate with uh, a human tweet, to begin dude, with? You know what yeah. you need to do? Tweet at James Gunn like tonight because he replies to. Uh, All right, I'll tweet at him. I'll be like, yeah. dude, man, where the human planet is at? And he'll say Where's something. It at? Be like, just wait, dude. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly what he'll say. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, so the big... side eye, smiley face, like. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If you didn't see it, but Jordan gave me a side-eyed smiley face. Um, anyway, uh, the bi- audio of, gold. Right. Speaking of um, speaking of things that are tongue in cheek and sarcastic and really funny sometimes, um, Deadpool. Hey, this was a nice surprise. It was. It was. Uh, this was a cool. And assuming they, you saw the movie the first day, because yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave they the dropped internet it dropped all today. over the place after that. Right, right, right. I, it was a surprise for me completely. It um, was, and I uh, I saw it Friday night, late night, and um, uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's it's funny. It's tongue in cheek. Um, it's certainly it's certain. You know, it actually it, interestingly as serious as Logan was in many respects. It's it kind of fit well with it because they're both really well. They're both R rated. Why don't I leave it at that? You know. Yeah. So you got to have fucked up shit happen. You know, and it's just interesting. I mean, I I, I don't know. I what did you guys think of that? Did, did you hate that he was so callous about that death? Did you not care? No, that's terrible. No, that, cool. I was, right. I was yeah, totally yeah. fine with it. To me, <laughs> it was. Superman theme playing while he's in the telephone booth. Yeah, great. some nice Easter eggs. Mention of Nathan Summers and Hope. Yeah. And no, no, Nathan Summers. No, Summers is Scott that. Summers related, yeah. right? Yes. Who? How does that relate? Nathan Summers is Cable, who is his future son from an alternate timeline. And so that's going to be the movie. Well, God knows how they're going to streamline it. That's Just the thing big they've Ron said. Perlman Cable. It's not that hard, Hollywood. They they've said they're going to streamline his backstory significantly, which they probably should because it it, it is. It involves so much X Men minutia. Well, of course Um, they will. They always do. You mean from the comic stream? Yes, but like insanely so. It's like there's a difference between oh, Spider Man's spider bite is you know scientific instead of uh, radioactive, and well, he's a future clone, and he also has an alternate twin self named Strife, who comes from another. I mean, you know, there's a lot. Cable's a very complex. No, complex is the wrong word. Complicated character in terms of convoluted. There we go. Um, but he is beloved because he is he's a cool he's the, he's, he's like the relic of the '90s who is still yeah a badass. Wasn't he invented at. though by everybody's least favorite comic writer, Rob Liefeld? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rob Liefeld created the character, but you know, other writers gave him the personality and whatnot. Same okay. with Deadpool, kind of. Uh, you know, I it's weird to me that people were calling this Deadpool two teaser because I just more saw it as a short film than any kind of actual. Yeah, it was kind of. Like, yeah. it's sort of like, oh, this was a fun little Deadpool short, like the uh, like, it, the, it, it, like the Marvel one shots type. Well, how is it? It was been... like a Pixar short, but Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was cool. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that maybe. Yeah, it definitely was just was like fun. a little teaser. It's not going to be like from yeah, the yeah. film. But no, it was. But fun. I just wonder. It was fun. I just wonder. Uh, is is it when is Deadpool two? Do we know next year? Okay, sometime I think. But there's... is it called Deadpool two? So far, they okay. might give it a different title. Um, you yeah. know, 
Deadpool even longer. Who knows? They'll De- make it Deadpool. sexual if they can. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Deadpool 2 had a nice teaser. It was um, cool. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like, fucking holy shit, it's Deadpool, he's back. But I was, yeah, it's cool. It was a surprise, which yeah. is harder and harder to yeah. get in our current movie culture. I think it helps. It's one of those things, because there's also something in Logan we can talk about that was a surprise, because whenever you have actors cast or things done, it's usually like, oh, immediately people know, oh yeah, well there's him in that suit yeah. there. With Ryan Reynolds, I don't know that he's taken that suit off since the first Deadpool came out, so he <laughs> probably could have shot this in secret and been just like, oh yeah, I'm also shooting this weird Halloween video I'm going to put online. <laughs> so, you know, Deadpool is one where he's just never not Deadpool anymore, it seems like. Really? Yeah, he's been doing all kinds of weird... He does a bunch of weird campaigns and random videos and posts as I Deadpool. mean, the dude the dude basically, in, a, in large part, and I don't know the logistics, so making this claim is bold, but it's very possible that that's the reason Logan got the green light, that that movie did so well. And I don't know how far it goes back, or at least the green light to be as gritty as it is. Or at least it proved the concept for future movies like them, even if Logan was already in the works. Whatever, it broke down certain walls and resistances that Hollywood had to an R-rated action movie or an R-rated summer blockbuster or an R-rated movie with a huge budget. But even Logan, like, they kept the budget somewhat lean. But the movie's doing fantastic, man. I mean, $80 million, I think, the first yeah, weekend. on track for it. For what? Well, I think it's on track for $80 million right now. Yeah, right? yeah, which is which is fantastic, um, especially for a movie that has no superhero undertones in the, in the, the name. Uh-huh. It's not The Avengers. It's Logan. You know what yeah. I mean? It could be an indie film, for all you know. You know, for people that just have no idea that his name is Logan or James exactly, Powell, you yeah. know. And so it's it's interesting that you know that anyway. It's 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 going to be an interesting thing to talk about for sure. That movie, for, uh, it's a it's a big one. Before we get there, we got a few more little news pieces, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I guess a big discussion, uh, moderate discussion. Yeah. Uh, first up, well, let's go to DC because as ever, they just DC doesn't know what they're doing. Nightwing's getting a movie. Is he? Apparently. It's been announced, but they've announced, like... I mean, they've announced a Black Adam trilogy, so who knows what's going on. Yeah, I don't think Nightwing is the lowest bar... I think that... that, It's going to be hard to top that Black Adam trilogy. Yeah, no, that's... (laughs) As a weird... What are you doing? But they've announced Nightwing uh, from the director of the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. Um... I don't know. I mean, I mean, I would love to see. Nightwing I love screen, Nightwing, but... but in under this current circumstances, like I don't have any confidence in any of this shit happening right. Uh-huh. So who knows? I mean, it, 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 theoretically, they'll make it a directorial vision. I think you know DC might be better served just making random one-off movies and ignoring continuity. And that I would be totally fine with. I don't need, of course, like, because That's... like. Marvel does the MCU. And by, second of all, like, it's starting to get oh, it's starting to get a little bit. Let's admit it; it's starting to get a little long in the teeth, having to be so slavish to continuity with right. the MCU. No, a if, little bit. Yeah, it's it starting is. to get a little long in the teeth, and and and, yeah. and eventually, I still love it. <laughs> sure, sure, but eventually, it's gonna get played, man. Right, it's gonna think, get played. I out. think we're gonna see a, a soft reset of some sort. There's after gonna Infinity War. have to. I be. think a lot of people are gonna retire or pass the mantles right. or whatever. There's so gonna I have to be. There's gonna be, and I. I don't think I don't. I haven't found it to be that slavish. I think Doctor Strange stood apart pretty well. With the you exception, mean the one you don't really like? Uh, I don't hate Doctor Strange. I like the majority of the movies. I, the only one I legitimately kind of dislike is Thor: The Dark World. Okay, but uh, you kind of dislike Avengers too. Yeah, that's fair. It would be down there as well. But but I there's stuff I enjoy in that movie, so it's hard to yeah. knock it as much. Thor: The Dark World is pretty. Uh, turgid. So. And so this year we get Ragnarok, right? We do get Ragnarok. I'm way more excited for that movie. Yeah? Yeah, because Taika Waititi is a good filmmaker. He's oh. a really good filmmaker. No, I'm excited for um, 
But what's he made? Uh, what we do in the shadows is the one I've seen, and it's really good. It's like a mockumentary about vampires living together in a house and how they exist. Oh, cool! It's a really good film. Yeah. Uh, and I've also heard Hunt for the Wilder People is fantastic, but I haven't seen that yeah. yet. Interesting. No, and that would never happen for DC to do that. Like, like push aside all continuity and just make like. One off, but I would love if that would happen. Because I think they, they'd like, be like, "Hey, make a Nightwing movie, make a Green Lantern movie, make Teen Titans." Like, I don't know. I, mean, I think they it, might. We're in a little bit of a post that world, though. It's a little bit hard to do a Nightwing and a Batman movie, even a couple years together, that don't connect in some way. Yeah. It's almost like one is ignoring the other, and it almost becomes like a sore thumb. I think the more out there concepts, like I'm pretty sure the Booster Gold movie could stand alone. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, a absolutely. New God's movie, like that. Would but be like awesome. Guardians for example, is a good example of how to do that. So yeah. Guardians doesn't really connect. I mean, it does, but it doesn't it will. really. It will I mean, they're going to yeah. be an Infinity uh, War. Uh, yeah. I think pretty much every Guardian is... Yeah. Uh, probably in small, small roles. I think if anyone's going to have Nick a big Fury role... I think about the only one not in Infinity War. I mean, yeah. and even Ant-Man, though, yes, it has that crossover thing where they fight, but at the same time, if they hadn't put that scene in there, it could have been its own thing. But I... So love that scene. So Seems great. Seems great. Um, but anyway, Nightwing movie. There's really nothing to say other than they're planning it, and who who knows? With I mean, there's just everything at the wall. Just see what sticks. It's almost impossible to talk about that without talking about the next news bit about Batman. Yeah, Matt Reeves has has was gonna and then wasn't and then was again and yep. is officially. And now I have it. Yeah. I mean, wh- whatever officially means. Affleck was officially directing it, also. You know, so wasn't he? Yes. Because that was the whole thing. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, so, I mean, anything could change. I mean, people have left films. People left The Flash. I mean, you can leave a movie. Um, Matt Reeves is, I think, probably a good pick for this. Um, I was listening to a podcast, a Batman News podcast, where they were talking about it. And it makes a lot of sense. He's made really good films. Um, Or at least very... So so they're what? There's the the two latter uh, ape movies. So um, Dawn, gotta get these two. Movies. Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I think it's Dawn, Dawn and War. The next, yeah, War of the Planet. Of the Apes. Even the one that's coming the one, and yeah. the one that. Oh, that's another trailer we saw. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, I don't know, man. You think it looks good? I haven't seen Dawn yet. I liked Rise, okay. and I, I'm assuming because those two titles do not have like one could go before the other, and I actually think. I think Dawn is second because I think I'm always like, no, I think Rise would come after Dawn, but it doesn't. So Dawn, I've heard, is one of the best films of the past few years um, in terms of blockbuster and that he does oh. a really good job of mixing big action with a story. Uh, legitimate character story arcs. He did a really good job with Cloverfield of giving the characters, I mean, they were smaller did scale. You see, did you see uh, uh, Woody Harrelson shaving his head and talking shit? Yeah. He's all shaving his head with like making yeah, yeah, it a yeah. cue ball and he's just like, if we fail. It truly will be a planet of, of apes. I love that. When trailer. that word lingered, when that word lingered in the theater, it was it felt awkward. But man, it was pretty cool. It all was. right, all right, all right. It did sound a little awkward, like apes. It just it sounded a little tin, <laughs> tin. My my ear, it sounded tin earish. I really did like uh, the first one, and I've heard the second one is way better. So I'm looking, or I'm looking forward to finally checking it out. No, another thing. Speaking of movies like that, you know what I've heard? Fucking rules. Uh, Kong Skull Island or whatever it's called. I'm jazzed for that movie. I've heard it's fucking awesome. Why is it supposed to be so great? I just heard somebody raving about it. I don't know. I just the trailers have sold me. The first one, I was like, nope, want to see that, and that hasn't changed since. But what what is it about it? It just looks sweet. It's like this weird psychedelic '70s movie, but with with apes and giant monsters, and Kong's just beating the hell out of a bunch of giant monsters. I don't know. It just looks sweet. All right. How about you? 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of the Peter Jackson King Kong, but I mean, that's just, you know, straight up remake of the original. Um, but no, like when it, Kong Skull Island was announced, I was like, yeah, that could be good, but no, the trailer did really sell me. When, Especially the size of Colin Cook and that, like, making it genuinely huge scope. And Is this part of the movie cast. monster shit? It is part of the Godzilla-verse? Or I can't they keep end up track. I it? cannot keep track of that. Though. No, because what about the, that thing that was, like, Dracula last year? No, that's that's the universal monsters. monster. I forget what they officially... It's See, all yeah, that's I can't. It's all that's Kong. not Kong. Like, uh, that is not Kong, no. the this there is, There's the mummy, which is going to lead into all of the classic horror characters. And I'm pretty sure the mummy has Mr. Jekyll in it, I think. I forget. Okay. That could be fun. And then there's Godzilla, King Kong, Godzilla 2, and then Kong versus Godzilla is going to be the big crossover. Wait, 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 wait. There's what? There's Godzilla, which came out a few years ago. Okay. Then there's going to be... Then there's Kong's King of Skull Island. Okay. And then there is Godzilla 2, and then Godzilla versus King Kong is going to be the okay. fourth movie. How was Godzilla. I have not seen it. <laughs> what is this? It's a, yeah, the first. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's the best? I, I like it. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's pretty split. I think it depends on... Wait a second. Is that the one with uh, the guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, Directed by Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's I got a good it pedigree. It's... I liked it fine. It wasn't like, blow your mind. But people, like, you either do or don't like the fact that it shows so little of Godzilla until the end. Um, and that Sounds like uh, maybe yeah. a good decision. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I thought the Alien Covenant trailer showed too much Alien. Yeah, I thought it ruined it. I, I'm, I, I need to see Godzilla. I heard mixed things because I have uh, friends who saw it together and one loved it, one hated it. So it was like, well, I'll see it eventually. Godzilla's not my favorite character, um, but I'm gonna see it now. So we'll see how that goes. You gonna see it first? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know when I'll see Kong, just because I'll, I don't know who I'd see it with, uh, but. The that was a thing. Yes, where were we? We started with the Batman. Matt Reeves should be good for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it it'll be interesting. It's hard to be excited. So about wait, anything. there's wait. The pedigree is or the this sorry movie isn't that where the history is. Cloverfield, Cloverfield, the ape movies. I believe there's one or two other things he's done, but I forget them off the top of my head. All right, but a history of telling good character stories within a larger blockbuster nice. type of film, which I think nice. is the right move for Batman. Absolutely. It's, um, it strikes of, of, of other things that they've done in the MCU. Um, so it does make some sense. Okay, cool. Um, do we want to talk about the Oscars? <laughs> I think that the only the only other the DC one. news was that the apparent Gotham City Sirens movie might have Black Mask as a villain. Okay. He, All right. David Ayer posted a photo of Black Mask to his Twitter. David Ayer's doing it? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that'll deflate the and it's like, the air uh, right out of your tires. Do we know how... It's, I know Harley Quinn, like, our back... Or like, like, what, they have, I don't think they have an official roster. But don't worry about Suicide Squad. They're getting Mel Gibson for that, apparently. Yeah, I know. I yeah. Wait, no. what? Suicide not, Squad not 2? Like, they're in talks. They're in talks for Mel yeah, Wait, Gibson. Suicide Squad 2 is happening. Apparently, yeah. It is. Apparently, yeah. I mean, okay. happening I like is, that movie. Okay. Well, happening in this universe is loose too because i mean by that nature you could say that a black adam trilogy is happening but <laughs> that's a good point uh, that, i mean that thank you for bringing me do back I down really to earth think, kevin do yeah. i really think a black adam trilogy with the rock is going to happen that was no, real that I was not think that, 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 was, that first movie <laughs> that, yeah. first that was movie really well said up. kevin yeah that was that, really well said that first black adam movie blows up you never know be a franchise maybe i could be wrong there yeah 
We'll get as many Black Adam movies as Fast and the Furious. You know? yeah. yeah. All right. Are we at Oscars yeah. yet? Yeah, we're All at right. Oscars. Yeah. The one year I didn't watch it, like the weirdest things happened. I so was I haven't not even going watched to it watch it. And then you did, and you saw it happen. Well, my fiance really wanted to watch them, and uh-huh. I was like, eh. I don't, I don't, I don't care about award shows anymore because I they're do. all just so yeah. sort of pointless and political and stupid. I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. And well, in previous years, too white, which I did like about this year, there was a good, healthy diversity, which well, they was brought nice it, coming off the white as heck Grammys. They have, um, but well, they had good performances were diverse, but yeah, the awards were very white. Um, the um, the Oscars they brought in over the past year, um, and they made a very public announcement of it, uh, over 600 new Academy members, um, adding a tremendous amount of new diversity in. So what I'm really happy about is that when I watched this award show, it wasn't too political in that direction either. It wasn't like Moonlight won everything just because it was an African-American starring movie, nor did, any, or nor did the great films... Um, that come from different minorities get shafted like they have in previous years. So Moonlight winning Best Picture um, is a fantastic thing. And I think it's a fantastic thing for another reason, too, because it's going to give a lot more vision. This is a little bit of a controversial thing to say, but historically, um, African-American culture has been one of, you know, like rap music and stuff, hasn't been the friendliest to homosexual culture. Um, And this movie really is about that and I haven't seen Moonlight, but I've seen a lot about it. I've read a lot about it, and I really want to see it when I have like the time to sit down and like really hang. Although I've heard it's not like a miserable movie to watch. I actually, heard it's pretty enjoyable to watch. Also, I've heard. It. I would like to check it out. I, um, there was a lot. I did. I never see Oscar movies. Yeah. So it wasn't a thing of just not wanting to see it because it's going to be a depressing or or yeah you just or, or yeah. sad or you just film. see MCU just, stuff more than anything. Yeah, you yeah. you pick what you go yeah. to the box office for. I I tend to go see superhero movies and then. Random weird movies yeah. that that jump yeah. out to me, like like the um the uh, one that was your movie of last year. I think uh, the girl one, uh, Edge of Seventeen, things like that. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, you know, so this is a movie that is all about bringing that to the forefront, sticking it in people's faces, and saying, "Look, this is something that a lot of people have struggled with, and like this is what's up." And I just think that's beautiful and brave and wonderful, and I just want to see that movie because it strikes me as a human story as opposed to being just another political screed oh, yeah. film, which I just don't particularly enjoy. It's not my genre. Mm-hmm. you know. I don't want to see another movie that's trying to make a point. I'd rather see a human movie, and that's what this seems to be. So I'm really happy that that won. That said, what a debacle. <laughs> and especially for people that really are like kind of racist, it almost looks like Moonlight stole the, stole the fucking Oscar from... Uh, La La Land, and so for people out there, they're like, "What the fuck? Oscar so white happened. Now La La Land got got it robbed." I mean, of course, that's the furthest thing from the truth. But I've seen that on the internet. The you internet's know, it's a dumb, dumb place. I know. I thought I know. it was it was it was it was a heck of a moment, and it some was people a, yeah. definitely got fired over it. I, I, I know that happened in the week after. It did. Yeah. Um, um, I you that, can't have had a bigger f up. I just hope because it, it, well, I, I, I've heard it, I've heard it said like this: it is the epitome of you had one job. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Get, get the right card to the right person. One job, and it's the dumbest, simplest, most pathetically easy job in the world. Like, not to disparage the other awards, but if like if the wrong special effects movie got announced, they could just retcon it. No problem. Oh, sorry, like, guys. Oh, yeah, sorry was, about that. But but the way this happened, it was just what even. What even? It was well, crazy was, to see. No, the best thing I saw was like The Rock posted, because uh, he's sitting like uh, up, almost front row. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know why he was yeah, yeah. in front row of the Oscars, but because uh, he's so, in yeah. like five movies because every year. The, How yeah, about that? Pretty much because he's The Rock. Um, but no, it, but it was hilarious because he because um, there were these shots that came out after 
showing all the celebrity reactions like that were there um and he has just like this face so and he posted he was like okay so for a minute i thought uh, like a kanye thing was happening and i was about to like roll over meryl streep and punch this guy off the stage but like uh, and then we all realized it wasn't a joke but yeah i mean when when they got up there and they were like no guys i'm serious like this is not we're not kidding this is not a prank because it was a night of pranks too and like they, oh, he showed that, the card. We'll talk, we can talk a little about he that. shows the card. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that came out about that guy. But he shows the card, and um, and he's like, "No, Moonlight really did win." <laughs> um, and, and and you could see what happened. Like when you see that, like even in my house, my mom was like, "I was watching it with my mother," and she was just like, "Dude, um, he, you know, he's he's he he's past his prime. He can't read the card or something." Like she was really thinking that was what happened. I mean, some people their eyesight goes or whatever, you know. Um, and no, dude, like it wasn't that. He saw. He read it loud and clear, and he's like. This is not the right award. And then he passes the fucking thing to fucking Faye Dunaway and throws her under the bus hard. No, well, He's like, you he take like, this shit. No, I, I, he was conferring with her. Like, what is I this? Know. And she just and it just got red. I, she had to do something. I mean, I, I I don't blame her. I don't think it was a smart move, but I don't blame her either. She's in a lot of pressure. There's, what, 20 billion people watching? It was ridiculous. I mean, anyway, so she's like, La La Land. And, and, and you know, whatever. In a different universe, it might have been La La Land. Well, but here's the thing that I love about it. I love about those two movies in that situation. So Moonlight, and I heard this said on another podcast, and it's very true. Moonlight needs that win way more than La La Land does. La La Land has won a ton of other things. They're already got tons of people watching that movie. It's made $331 million. For a movie like that is unfucking heard of. Moonlight is not is not made a lot of money. It may be beloved by critics, but not a lot of people have seen it. And so for that movie to win, and it's the Academy Award winner for Best Picture this year, it will do tremendously. It'll put legs on that thing and, and wings for it to fly. And that's great. And I, for the and, reasons I mentioned before. And by all account, it probably is the more, by far the more deserving winner. I mean, I love La La Land. Well, it depends on what you, what you accredit. You yeah, know what I but, mean? La La Land is the bigger accomplishment in terms of staging and the directing and the, just the craziness. But it's not as artistic. It's no, not sir, as incre- intelligent. It, you know, and I like La La Land. It was obviously, I think I, it was officially my number one. I waffle on that in Edge 17 still even. But, you know, I haven't seen Moonlight, so I can't speak to that. And it, it it's certainly going to be a more relevant, lasting movie in terms of probably public consciousness. Maybe, maybe not, considering that La La Land is bringing back something that's been long dead. Um, yeah, we'll it, see how much and, aping happens in the next few years. And I have a feeling a lot, and when it does, La La Land will be mentioned in those conversations, so in that respect, it may last a long time. Plus, it's kind of like the two, like, uh, some some could say the biggest stars of our generation right there, you know, like the biggest movie star, female and male, kind of like like it used to be back in the 60s right, or 50s right. or whatever. Um, I, you know, I've heard some people say the music's not that great. Some critics, um, I think it, from the song, couple songs I've heard, I thought it was pretty great. And it's ear, earwormy as hell. Um, it's just like City of Stars, like that, just always in my head. Yeah. And then the first song, like real, like a ton. Which did you know? A little little La La Land trivia. Did you know that song was almost cut from the whole movie? They almost cut out that first scene because they thought it was inessential. I like that song. Yeah. I like that song. So yeah, 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 no, it's a great. I, now, now bigger controversies. I know a lot of people were. Uh, also upset about um, La La Land winning best song over Lin-Manuel Miranda, who would have gotten his EGOT <laughs> if he had won best song for Moana. Moana. <laughs> so that was another thing. Which... Well, I'm glad that that dude won. When I saw the dude who went up there, he needed it way more than Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, oh, he would have gotten his EGOT. Great. But dude, like, well, I mean, he's got also... the, he is so famous. He is so well-known. He's got his career paved in gold as long as the eye can see. The La La Land guy who wrote the songs, like, that guy deserves props. Because that movie would have gone, like, a fucking missile without good music. It, um, 
Whereas I, Moana could have survived it. Well, Moana did have really good music, so it would have also been a deserving winner. Um, he'll, I'm sure he'll have another chance. He's working on Mary Poppins right I now, mean, so God, there will right. probably be another nominated original right. song. And there may even be another freaking EGOT. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but for people that don't know an EGOT is, Jordan? Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Those same are the year. big four. Huh? Same year? Or? No, just ever. Okay. I mean, same year would, yeah, be, would be insane. Impossible. I was thinking you were saying same year. No, no, you'd have to be everywhere. Uh, uh, he's kind of everywhere. He is kind of everywhere, but, I, you know, I forget. He was, no, no, think about it. The Broadway, right? But he Tons can't. of music. Tons of music. Hold on. Um, uh, uh, Movie-wise, he did Star Wars. So he could have easily gotten the uh, uh, thing for the maybe not this year, but what I'm just saying, like like he, it, it could have happened all in one year. You know, it's pretty close. We're talking about a year apart. Within two years, he could have done it. Who are we talking about? Lin Manuel. He did Star Wars. Yeah, he did. He the, co-wrote uh, this song in the um, Mazes Palace. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. He, he was that he, was because JJ Abrams went to Hamilton one night and they were talking after. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, hey, can I write uh, like some Star Wars music with you just for fun? And they so they wrote that. Song. Yeah, so they wrote that song. Anyway, yeah. if that had been nominated for, a I guess Oscar, in a, in, it it's it would be unprecedented though. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it yeah. is a very hard. Well, task. then he'll definitely get an EGOT. I yeah, mean, he's he, got everything else. He'll have an EGOT. There's no fucking question. Um, um, he'll get his Oscar, dude. But, yeah, so other things worth mentioning. I was really happy to see Mahershala Ali win Best yeah, Supporting. And not, not because I've seen Moonlight, but I've watched that guy for over a decade now. And really? He's always been, yeah. In what? 4400. He was one of the <gasps> was he? stars of that show. Oh. He's popped up now and again. Obviously, he yeah. was great in Luke Cage okay, this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard he was the second villain in that. That's awesome. No, I mean, that's great for him. And, and he's a person who's been working forever and now gets the credit that he deserves, much like Christoph Waltz when he won. Um, that's yeah. awesome, and I love when that happens. Um, I'm also really glad uh, about Manchester by the Sea, which I'm going to just talk about a little bit now because I might as well. No, go ahead. Um, yeah. So that's because that's a movie we're about that, to lead into what we've been watching. Yeah, so, so I'm just going to go into that and sort of talk about the Oscars as well. So I saw Manchester by the Sea, and that movie is one that I've been talking about for a long, long time. When we did our best of the year, I was like, that's the, probably the one I wish I'd seen the most because it's a movie that I've just heard is amazing. It has a big, like, shocking twist in the middle. Uh, or at least just a you know a devastating moment you know mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was so for me that's a twist you know um, it supposedly just has some of the best performances ever and just for whatever reason I was drawn to that movie I like the name I heard people on podcasts raving about it I I know some people have issues with Casey Affleck I I didn't at all at the at that point and I just yeah, I, f- I find him very charismatic in movies I don't like Tom Cruise as a person but I love him in movies you know um, and so. When I finally got to see it, it came out on video like a week and a half ago, and I got it um, from Redbox, and uh, I sat down to watch it. It's a slow burn. Um, it's a little bit slow. Um, music's fantastic, but as a character piece, it's pitch perfect. The right, So just the right things won. The writing won, and Casey Affleck's performance won, and Casey Affleck's performance was fucking masterful. I've heard dudes that aren't fans of Casey Affleck as a person saying that the scene between him and Michelle Williams, that famous scene that's depicted on the cover of the box, uh-huh. is the best acting they've ever seen in a film of all time. Like, it is that fucking spot on. It's two actors talking about this horrible thing that had happened to them. And they shot that that scene for like six hours. They just kept going back and forth and rising up with the emotion and letting it down. And they were just working off each other and playing. And when you see that scene, they're so connected. There's so much palpable tension and, and emotion. It's it's one of the best scenes I've ever seen. It's fucking amazing. And, and I don't even think I'm overselling it. When you see it, you'll feel it. It's just, it's that good. 
uh, and when you know what happens in the middle of that movie and, and what their what their the ghosts in their life are, woo woo that movie is fucking intense. I luckily knew to expect like as excruciating about a horribleness as ever. But if you want to talk about just feelings of guilt and shame and hatred for oneself, um, it's the epitome of that. And I'll leave it at that. But man, is that movie great? Um, and it's just pitch perfect because Casey Affleck is just he plays the role he doesn't overplay it at any point he plays like a dude dealing with really horrible shit but still trying to get through his life in a in a in a you know head above water trying to just stay you know just trying to just keep the demons at bay and and at every moment he doesn't overplay it he never overplays it it's such an easy thing to overplay the idea of like i'm so sad you know what i mean i'm so fucking sad it's such an easy thing to go into too deep and he doesn't at any point. He's actually fun to watch at times and, and charming as hell. And I mean, it's just a, it's a bravura performance. It's a fucking genius performance. And anyway, I was just really glad to see um, um, that it was rewarded, although um, very much hate the stuff that happened in the background. Um, and uh, and yeah, I guess that's that, but, that's that. No, I mean, it, it was a show. I Again, I still don't care about the Oscars that much, but yeah. God almighty, anytime Jimmy Kimmel was on stage, I was... I like Jimmy Kimmel all right, but those were some just... God awful bits he was. Doing. The only part I watched was the monologue, like the next day. But I kind of liked it. He had some fun jokes about like the like Damien Chazelle. He was like, "Well, the good news is if he wins an Oscar, he can go to any college he wants to." You know, stuff like that was funny. But the I, monologue I was your, all right. But I there saw was your just... tweets about the bits. I didn't watch any of those. So I, and yeah, I it's really a good call. Too. It was a lot of just. They went on forever. He brought That's in these so tourists, exciting. and it was like fifty. It felt like fifteen minutes. It was probably only five or so. So you were you were, were you were alluding a little before about the tourist thing about that guy's history. Oh, I didn't care about that. I mean, oh, I, I saw that. that but I was just no. It. I was just talking about Jimmy Kimmel was just horrible. Yeah, like there was the he dropped bags of candy and Seth food from the sky. Was the worst for me. Years ago. I don't know. I don't even remember. But, uh, yeah. They they tend, the wet, no actually no the worst was James Franco. Oh god! Oh gosh! That <laughs> Oh, he was, he was I, dead on stage. I felt so bad for him. What happened? Hathaway. I don't think I saw that part. He it was, was him and high. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> and uh, Anne Hathaway just, had to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. What was it? What happened? He was just... I didn't... He was, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, he might have been stoned. <laughs> he just seemed dead on stage. He, um, I don't remember. It's been a few years, but I just remember. He that also got a lot of hate. Um, Zach Galifianakis made it fun of him for that on Between Two Friends. It was anything. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, so the Oscars. They... You, but you thought you thought Jimmy Kimmel wasn't good overall. You th- no. you, I thought the re- I thought the reviews were pretty good of his. I'm not saying my opinion. I'm saying I thought people. Like I don't thought it was again. Well. I didn't really pay a lot of. Did attention. you see any of the buzz about that? Kim? I don't. I didn't really care to read about it. Okay. Yeah, right. I just it was it was and again I like Jimmy Kimmel all right. Um, he's not my favorite late night host. That's probably Seth Meyers, but it was it was just it was it was a dull performance. Not dull. It was excruciating. Everything went on way too long. Yeah. Well, that 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 whole prank, boy, did it fall flat. Yeah. When I saw that prank, I was like, "Wow, those dudes don't look pranked." Did you see it? <laughs> Which one? The... the the one where he brings the, the the tourists in, and they're supposed to not know they're at the theater, oh, and yeah. they all roll up, and it's just like those dudes know they're here. <laughs> they're at the fucking Academy Awards. They walked in this huge fucking auditorium. They know they're here. And if they walk in like they know they're here taking pictures. And the prank is supposed to be that they don't realize they're at the Academy Awards. And I was just like, where's the prank part? Anyway, wow. it was fucking stupid. But I thought he overall did a decent job. I don't know. I mean, he 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 caught the zeitgeist of the night. You know, he did the the... 
um, the requisite anti-Trump stuff, and and it was some funny jokes, and and you know, I don't know. I thought he, I thought he kind of caught the zeitgeist. I don't know. I thought he got pretty re- pretty good reviews, but I don't know. For I don't me, know. it was just it didn't land. No. One one thing I do want to give him credit for. One thing. Uh, maybe you'll hand me this. Maybe you won't. But Kimmel did do a mea culpa at the end there, hmm. where he said, "I knew I was going to fuck this up." Did you see that? Yeah. At the very end, when the bad shit happened with Moonlight, mm-hmm. um, he said, "I knew I was going to fuck this up," and it wasn't arguably it wasn't his fault that that happened. But um, yeah. But anyway, it was cool that he. I said mean, that. overall, I, it was probably a better Oscars than I've seen in a while. But yeah. I'm again, I well, there was a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from certain things, I know you don't agree with that were awarded. Overall, a lot of good things were. No, it was a good. It was a good for the most part. Overall, um, I'm trying yeah. to think if there are any other big awards or anything. But you know, the Oscars are always bad for just they throw a f- the big ones up, a couple of nice ones up front, and then it's the technical ones. And not that those don't deserve awards. It's just they are they don't give them as much time to talk or any of that. Not a lot of playing off this year, which is always nice. Um, That's true. But I guess people didn't go on for super long. Like I think they realized they were going on super long because the thing didn't end till after midnight. Um, okay. But I, I think it was more the bits. That that was the big thing. That's why I didn't like it because it was like, we're already past 11 and he was still doing these excruciating bits. And it was just like, can we finish this thing? It was supposed to wrap up an hour ago. Because <laughs> um, I was like, oh, because we watched Last Week Tonight on Sundays. And I was like, oh, well, they're not done yet. They'll finish up in the next 30 minutes. So we watched Last Week Tonight. And then we came back. And there were still like five awards to go. It was like, what's happening? So, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, they always go they always go on like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. an extra half hour is kind of be to be expected. But no, I hear what you're saying. Um, it's uh, it was I don't know. I didn't I, I wasn't miserable watching. But you know what's really funny and ironic? This is the one year they didn't spend fifteen or twenty minutes coming out and talking about how the accountants have their cases and they've been sealed ever since. Blah blah blah. And this is our system for making sure the Academy Awards are fair. Like that whole thing about like the mechanics of the envelopes was never discussed. Like every other year, it's the most boring part ever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? yeah. So this year they didn't have that part, and then they anyway. effed it up. Right. All right. Uh, anyway. All anyway, right. Enough Oscars. So last thing before Logan, you know what we've been watching, which you talked about, uh, Manchester. Did you have any other movies? Um, what think you saw Arrival? Yes, I did. Arrival. Um, I I think you were lukewarm on it from our previous conversation. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a little lukewarm on it. Um, I, I, I thought it was. See, again, though, man, we always talk about this on the show. Um, overhype is very damaging. Oh yeah, no. And that movie was fucking hyped. You guys loved it. Well, even like it was slow right for me, and I saw it like two weeks late. You know, like uh, yeah, because it was Comic Con the weekend it came out, so I couldn't see it then. And then I had like midterms, and then came back and saw it. But yeah, Um, but anyway, it it was it was very um, good. It was a very good movie. You know, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't like I don't know. I feel like. You know, it was based on a short story um, by this guy named Ted Chang, who does, like, he's only written, like, ten short stories, sci-fi short stories in his career, and they're all supposedly pretty good. This guy's, like, a virtuoso virtuoso short story writer. And he wrote a story on there called, like, The History of Us, or or something like that, The End of Me, or some kind of idea like that. Uh But it sounded like a really cool short story. And it was about this concept, and, right. and he talks, and there's a really good commentary. You know, I'm a geek for the commentaries. I know you are sure. too, Kevin. Sure. The, the commentary was like talking about how the idea came up, and and what he wanted to accomplish with it. And the idea was, well, I can't really talk. I don't want to spoil it for people. Um, but it was just the idea of 
what the impact that language has on you and yeah. how it helps how you see the world and what potential metaphysical effect that might have and there's some interesting theories revolving around that so i found all of the theories belying the movie and the story a lot more interesting than the movie itself i know we had this discussion a little i think you loved amy adams performance i was a little more lukewarm on it yeah i really, I really liked her I, yeah because i I thought you were at least gonna love that, but no, no I, I don't know. I felt like it was, she was a little bit. Now, she was a little bit like 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 sleepwalking through it. I felt like I don't know. I just didn't feel the connection. But maybe that was just my mood at the time. And that's another factor, you know, hype sure. mood. Uh, what do you think of the twist though? Because that seems like it seemed like written for you. Yeah, but uh, that's fine I, if you didn't. Really I, care for it. I liked it. I liked it. I liked the fact that the movie misled you from the beginning. So when you see that intro, it's literally you know when when and where that takes place they may or may not be when you think it is right right um and is that the twist you mean yeah yeah mm-hmm. um i like that um i like that mislead and misdirect i'll, I'll be i'll be purposely fooled all day if mm. i'm enjoying myself you know sure uh, i'm a little more open to that uh, to be meddled with and i thought it was pretty good but again it, it, all the ideas just don't come together quite enough and also i don't buy the premise fully enough either like i don't really buy the um anyway Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because no, it's yeah. just came out on video. So sure, maybe, we'll, sure. maybe we'll do a little deeper dive on it in the future. Although you guys seem to just think it's very good, not like best movie I ever saw or anything, right? No, it, I mean it no, was, was in my excellent picture. Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. I mean, it was in. I had a similar reaction at first. I was like, that was really good. But the more I thought about it and looked at how it yeah. hits you on an emotional and an intellectual level, that's what really drew me in. How do you like it compared to um, Prisoners? Do you see Prisoners? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's way better than that. Okay. I really, en- yeah. I really enjoyed Prisoners. I, I liked like Prisoners, and, I, I, and there like, are parts I, I didn't like. I like fucking Mr. I Twitch in Prisoners. Do you remember? Mm. We used to joke about it. Didn't we see it together with yeah, Tim? Yeah, me and Tim saw Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal like, decided he was going to play this New York cop or something, <laughs> or Boston cop, and he had like this eye twitch he would do all the time yeah. like to like prove he was like this twitchy cop, and it was so over the top, but I enjoyed it anyway. I like I say, Prisoners man. and Sicario a lot. But, I haven't know. seen Sicario. Sicario, yeah. I hear, is really good. It's good, yeah. Is I it? Guess, have yeah. you seen it? I have not seen Sicario. Yeah, it's on uh, HBO Amazon, or something. It's on something. Yeah. Somewhere it's, or other. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> Jordan, do you see anything else recently? I saw a few things, and I just thought of one that I am going to mention first, because okay. I babysat this morning. All right. Uh, so uh-oh. I saw... Is, is it Children's Fair? It is Children's Fair, which I watch anyway, in okay. fairness, but this right. was not what I would normally pick up with i watched the newest land before time film journey of the brave yes newest how what is how new is newest it last year okay it or yeah yeah and i mean 2016 and this was a return the franchise had been away for about eight nine years something like that so this was the 14th land before time film are you serious yeah you're not serious they were yearly after the after the second movie came out they were pretty much annual affairs of direct-to-video fair doesn't um and there was a tv show which this keeps continuity with so you got your expanded universe going nicely for land before time um you know it was a kid's movie and it is crazy to me that they you you don't realize it as a kid because you don't care but man they just make the same movie over and over again they're all the plot beats i was like ah i've seen this film I remember um, when that started, like, way back when. What was crazy is, I was like, man, they got all the original voice actors back. And it was it was like, I know these voices. But even so, as a kid, I wasn't they're... really into that series as much. Though. Well, the like, series is terrible. The first movie's No, but fantastic. like, even though, like, any of them, though, like, I mean, it just wasn't my thing. At least it's not Fern Gully, dude. And I, I like I mean, Fern Gully? I still watch I a lot like... of cartoons, but, like, I, it, um, I've always loved animation. But no, I mean, now, even as a kid, that one never really did. I might have missed this because I was getting a Coke. But did you say you've seen all 14? Not all fourteen. But close. I, I I gave up around 
Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses, which I think what? was 11 or 12, <laughs> so there's about two or three I haven't seen. So how was this one? I forgot. It it was like all the others. So I mean, was Tiny Saurus level shitty? No, I, well, I haven't seen Tiny Saurus. Oh. There is a very much like a plot of, oh, there is this thing, or there's this person who's missing, let's go on an adventure to, to do them, let's sing some songs, maybe we'll get separated, we'll fight a sharp tooth or two. You know, I mean, it's the standard formula. Um, I was surprised the whole voice cast was back. It was actually pretty, pretty star-studded-ish. Barry Bostwick was in this movie, um, Reba McIntyre, Damon Wayans Jr. Oh, wow. I was surprised because it was about Littlefoot's father, and I was like, now hold on. And it kept continuity. There was, like, previously on material at the beginning about how he found his father, and he let her herd. And I was like, what? You got all these voice actors. You couldn't get Kiefer back as his dad? I was bummed about that. Kiefer Sutherland played his dad in the uh, <laughs> his first appearance. That is a bummer. But you know these things happen. Actor disputes. It's like it's like Rhodey changing between movies. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, so this it was it was a it was a dumb little movie. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you get uh, anyway. Do you yeah. know what is great though when what? you're watching a kid about those movies? What is how the kid just watches it and you can be tired and sit there. <laughs> so on, on that level, I'm giving this a big thumbs up. All right, it was a very engaging for kids, and that's what these types of movies are for. It wasn't, yeah. you know, what it wasn't terrible. It was, it was actually on par with with some of the better direct to to video <laughs> before time movies. So yeah. I don't know. I didn't hate it. It wasn't outright offensively bad, and a lot of kids' entertainment is, unfortunately. Um, but on the on the movies I would watch normally front, I actually rewatched a few MCU movies. Uh, like I mentioned, yeah. Ant Man. Yeah. Last night we were cleaning, so I put Iron Man on. That One. Movie, yeah, the movie still holds up. Is it really? Yeah, it is still fantastic to watch. There's so much. It really it, is. Yeah. It just sells it. The first scene when he flies on top mm. of the you know up above LA works really well. Um, the soundtrack. The soundtrack's cast, great. What is still... It's funny to me always going back to those earlier movies when they obviously did not have a roadmap and seeing just all the little things where it's like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't have a name and no one knew who S.H.I.E.L.D. was and then it's like you go 12 films later it's like, oh, they've had a big, huge building in the middle of D.C. for like 40 years. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. These things don't quite line up. But, well, you know, what are you going to do? It's, right. it's one of those things where it was like they wanted to hide it and so they made it a small, but... End of the day, it still holds up really well. It's a fun movie. Um, also, I got Doctor Strange on Blu-ray. Oh, did you? And Liz, my fans, I had not seen it yet, so we watched it the other night. Oh, I love that movie. When did it come out? Uh, this past Tuesday. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, you know me, I got all the movies. What's spe- I know you do. What's the special features like on it? Uh, you know, there's um, the standard visual effects thing commentary um there's one <laughs> any extension any new scenes uh there I, there probably are deleted scenes i haven't watched yet there's there's a feature on the score called the scorcerer supreme so i was like <laughs> Woo! you you uh, prepped for this question man yeah no uh the the film I, I it held up pretty well on a second viewing it is still i think a solidly watchable film i i, I don't find it to be as uh, good as you guys did, it has fallen a little steam. I think this helped lift it up a bit more, reseeing it and enjoying it from a different perspective of not really expecting anything from it. Um, and I actually like Dormammu more this second time around. I, I was surprised. I thought he worked better expecting it and knowing how they were doing it throughout the movie. I saw things you had mentioned in your your review of it that I hadn't caught the first time through that we had discussed out. You can go check out that episode in the archives. I think yeah. we had a fun time discussing Doctor Strange. What, what was one of those? Uh, just Caecilius's motivations, which I do think yeah. were still a little rushed out, but looking for them was able to pull them out a bit better than just he wanted to kill everybody. He, he thought he wanted people to 
live forever. So, you know, it was, it, but yeah. it was still just, like, dropped line level. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. Um, did you, so did you like it a little better than you did first? A little time? better, yeah. I okay. mean, it's still lower of the pack because a lot of the Marvel movies are really good. Right. Um, but, you know, I, again, I put... See, I'm going to say... I always say this, and you, you take it as such a, a lash against a film, but I put it on par with Iron Man 2, which I really like. I, you're even waiting for me to go. I mean, I take I, it as a lash? What an interesting choice of words because of whiplash of <laughs> what is this name whiplash right whiplash dude yeah. you, I, it was subconsciously it, it was it was had happening. to have been there but yeah. dude i mean iron man 2 is has one of the worst villains of any of the fucking superhero movies fucking period it's so bad mickey work is horrendous in that movie like he, <laughs> somebody owed him a favor or something i mean he's that bad that accent's that bad that whip is that bad and that movie is just like I just where's the fun part? I don't know what was what's fun about it. I just I like Tony Stark. He's yeah, always he's awesome. I love Justin Hammer. Cause Sam Rockwell's a lot of fun. I like the action. I like the big final fight against all of the uh, the drones. And I, Whiplash and Whiplash. <laughs> okay. I I it's it's not as good as the first Iron Man. There's some dumb stuff, but you like three better too, right? I do like three better. It is my least favorite of the trilogy. But if I'm ranking the whole MCU, I sh- actually is my list in here? Is this the one that has my the- list? It is not. But oh no, here it is. I think it it if needs fucking to rank. Doctor Strange is below Iron Man two, I'm gonna fucking die. It is probably just, but this is from a while ago. This only has eleven films on Doctor it. Doctor Strange is like top three for me. This is ludicrous. Uh, I know different people have different opinions, but man, dude, Iron Man two. Do you at least agree with me? Oh gosh, I put Iron Man two and Thor way at the bottom, and then okay. I, I Doctor probably... Strange falls somewhere around. Five or six, maybe. Good. Like that. Yeah. That's what's up, yeah. buddy. Yeah. This That's is a list up. from like a year and a half ago, so it's three or four films short. Ant-Man's not on this thing. Uh, now I've lost it completely. Yeah, but I'd probably put it, you know... What's that long-ass one? Which one? What's this? Now we're just looking at lists. Oh, okay. Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Uh, you know, this list would get updated pretty well. I think Iron Man 2 probably is above Thor for me. And if you put Doctor Strange, it probably is just at number five in the bottom five from the looks of this. Um, so Strange just above no, Iron Strange Man 2? Strange just below Iron Man 2, probably. Really? I don't really? know. You know, it, it's it's a matter of what I enjoy, and I, for whatever reason, I, I always just stop. don't love Humberbotch for some reason. No, I think him. he was solid. <laughs> I, you know, and I still don't mind that Baron Mordo twist. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I don't know if it's a twist. Or it's turn. A, yeah. His yeah, turn. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Doctor Strange, the big thing, of course, it's is... It's just an unearned turn. I don't hate that move. I just wish it had been more earned. Go ahead. Uh, this deep Blu-ray also comes with the second Team Thor short, featuring more of Thor's yeah, hijinks. I saw that. that Where's the first Team Thor short? On the Civil War Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And it's more of his hijinks with his Daryl ro- his Darryl. roommate Daryl. Daryl is really? my favorite MCU character, I think. Thor yeah. being kind of a, a, a dude bro. Being kind of a knob, he keeps his uh, he keeps Mjolnir in a little talking about how to baby get and baby that. thing, you know, uh, like at the table, a uh, feeding. Uh, wow, I don't have a baby. Uh, right, <laughs> a high chair. There it is. Right, uh, it's a fun little short, and uh, it, again, it makes me happy and hopeful that the comedic tone of Taika Waititi's film will be solid. I mean, obviously, this is not going to be the tone of Thor oh, Ragnarok, yeah. but the comedy will hopefully come through. Is Taika doing those? He is doing Thor Ragnarok, and he's no, doing no, no. these. Those, yeah, 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 he is okay. directing those. That's cool. Um, so, like so what is it? Real out. Thor, and then like his roommate, and yeah. his roommate Daryl, because yeah. they're making jokes about like where he's been since the war and all that, and why he. Like, How long are they? They're like four or five minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they sound great. There's yeah, like there's hilarious. a scene in the second one where he's uh, he's like. Daryl's like, we, we need to talk about rent. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, his, his guardian gold. gold. And he's like, well, you, no one will take this. This is worth, this is worth a, a trillion dollars. Yeah, there, trillion. 
They are two trillion. They are three trillion. Go trade this. It's yeah. just it's funny. I mean, they're fun little little shorts. You know, and they're they, not one they, shots, but and, they and are. And they show like the inherent clash. Not to get like lofty about something that's supposed to just be funny, but they show that that the, the fun probably is derived from that the, the the conflict between the superhero world and the human world. Yeah, right? and I think it's you know this movie is going to take place barely on Earth, short of a scene with Doctor Strange. So this is kind of the humor that I think might have been in those first two movies. Yeah. That, you know, I think, not that this is going to be a reboot, but, you know, I don't think we're going to see Selwig or Darcy or certainly not Natalie Portman back uh, as Jane Foster. So this is just fun, fun little shorts. Uh, but anyway. Cool. I do miss the uh, original stuff, though. The one shot. Because, man, was that Matt Ender and went awesome. Well, now they've got TV shows. That are kind of like it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, uh, no, no. no, no. And, even this Team Thor thing is kind of like yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kevin, yes. anything else you've seen? Recently? Well, I saw Get Out this week about like like two days Dude, before I saw Logan. I have heard my friend Melissa told me that Get Out is fucking remarkable, it's good. It's and I've also heard it's not what you expect. No, and really like is well, okay. So you look at the premise of it, and it sounds like a Key and Peele sketch. Like you have a black guy goes with his white girlfriend to her hometown and meeting her family, and that sounds like something Key and Peele would do. And it, to an extent, it is like in a play and. Um, it's like that for a while for a while and like and there's some really good satire in there um and there's also and when it does get really dark um and uh toward the end um there's still some nice comedic relief um from his like the main character's best friend in the movie um has plenty of jokes and stuff so that uh, gives it some levity but you really see just how talented jordan peele is here like in multiple i mean because you know you watch Kim peele for it you know you know he's great uh, um, with comedy but here not only does he provide like a really interesting story and like but the directing is just so good like i mean it's amazing of, like, um the i mean way it's his that, first film right yeah and it's like i mean i mean as a director and a writer yeah, no and it's like he may uh, have co-wrote keanu but as a director yeah yeah i yeah, know as a director it's his director out of beauty and i mean the way he did like I said there is a really good twist in the end and the way you're kind of you really feel like the main character Chris kind of drawn into this world and you don't know what to expect he's the 10 million merits dude yeah. so I am fucking there yeah I mean it's just like total Hitchcockian um the effects in it and I mean the action at the end is handled really well but no it's amazing how much I mean because you know you know he's a good writer but like you know directing a feature film is not easy if you're a first one and he blows it out of the water just watch project Greenlight's most recent season the season that ended it all <laughs> did you see this no uh project Greenlight had a, its final season and it's you know the the matt damon and ben affleck and they and they like do yeah i, I know about it yeah, yeah. But, but anyway they made a movie this last time and it's like they got the i mean I don't say this lightly. The douchiest young director that ever walked the earth. He the, the YouTuber guy? Maybe not. Maybe not. I forget. He was just the worst. And he comes in there and they had a movie picked out that the Farrelly brothers had written. He was going to direct it and it was all good. And he comes in and he's like, yeah, I think this Farrelly brothers script is kind of shit. And I have a better script that I've been working on for a while. Why don't we do ours? And they let him do his movie. And it's the worst pile of trash there was ever was. And the make so the making of it was douchey as hell. But sometimes you see like a director or filmmaker and like they're really, really douchey, but they make brilliant shit. Like, um, not, not so much douchey, but like, 
not the nicest, coolest guy. Um, the guy who does Seven and stuff, um, Fincher. Fincher like yeah, I hear yeah, he's yeah. a pain in the ass on the set, I but his movies are at least super high quality when they mm-hmm. come out. This dude was the biggest pain in the ass ever, and his movie was even worse mm-hmm. than than if he had been just like, hey, do whatever you want. Right, that would right. have been the better movie. You know? Right, right. So anyway, no, I'm so excited to see what he's going to do next. Like, cause I if he does another horror or a comedy, like I mean, I he. he has really proven himself as a director. And it's like an hour and a half, so it's like succinct yeah, and, and baller, it, it right? Really is, yeah, yeah. Um, That's awesome. So I saw that. Other stuff recently, I went to the week before my film professor was, um, she just released a new book um, um, about, why am I drawing a blank on the name? Um, grab that book over there on the show, because I'm drawing a blank on the director. Yeah. The one on the far right on the top Sam there. Sam Fuller? Sam Fuller, thank you. Um, so she just wrote a book on the war films of Sam Fuller, um, class director. And so to uh, as part of the signing event, she screened The Steel Helmet, um, which is like a 50s film, really low budget. Like it was, they said it was shot in like a week or something. Um, takes place during Korean War. Um, but that was really cool. I mean, it's it was... Because especially, you know, like, I've seen a lot of war films, and all the ones going back, like, in the earlier decades are just super campy and, like, more like westerns and all that. This actually took a really gritty approach and um, was a very unconventional narrative. So um, it was really interesting. I mean, uh, I still, like, it's been a couple weeks now since I saw that. So, um, but it was a really, that was a cool experience. So, yeah. so, So she has a new book on that. Um, and then other than that, yeah. And then another one of your professors is about to have an HBO series. Maybe. Uh, yeah, his book is, like, uh, um... Option. Uh, option, so... He was up which, in, what, in, uh, wherever, New York, I think, or wherever? Yeah, with, so, with, yeah. with HBO, like, a couple weeks ago, yeah. when we went to see your other professor. We all went, yeah, me, Jordan Rich, all went to an engineering school, but we have, they have a killer English program that is... Spot a that lot they of great do. writers. It's awesome. It's yeah. it's awesome. The three, you know, three present company excluded, of course, because God knows what we're doing. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so is that all? You got? Um, yeah, and then I'm ready to talk a little bit. All awesome, right, cool. Let's... So let's let's take a quick break, okay. and then uh, come back and talk about um, James Mangold's new uh, masterpiece. I'm Logan. ready. All right. And we're back. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there. Oh, God, and now our audio file is just zooming. Yeah. <laughs> we zoomed in so we hard We are on zoomed it. in. I guess that's okay. Is it going to distract the shit out of you? It kind of is, isn't it? Uh, Well, you know, we'll see. I, I don't want to fiddle with it. It's fine. I'm just going to not look at it. Yeah. I'll look at your face <laughs> for an hour. Your beautiful faces. Yeah, dude. And hope that adamantium claws don't Did get you save? I don't think you saved. I didn't, I didn't save it, but it'll be all right. <laughs> Man, we're we're making a two and a half hour gamble here, uh, uh, listeners. So you're along for this ride, or maybe Do you it. aren't. <laughs> Ghost ride again. Uh, speaking of All dangerous right. journeys Heck that yes. are taken for good reasons, Logan is a movie, um, and it is. I, did this come out of nowhere? Like, when did this appear? Like, no, what, I mean it's been in talks for a while, but. I mean, this was my most anticipated superhero movie of the year. Oh, that's um, easy. Like, I've been hearing you talking about this. Right, right. Ever and since the, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So the trailer, and I mean, I'm a big fan of the Old Man Logan storyline. You can read my write-up on that on the site this week. Awesome, um, which awesome. It's our, it, I put it up the day the movie came out. Although, interestingly, um, 
I didn't see inspired by Old Man Logan anywhere on this movie. Well, it kind of... It's uh, inspired uh, by the idea the of an idea. old Logan. No, but it should have been there, dude. Like, yeah, I but... really thought that was an omission. Like, it's fine. They rewrote it. The story's totally different. I get that. But, man, it is Old Man Logan. It's well, called it's also, Logan. It's, well, Mark Miller is... Re- I mean, I don't think in Civil War... Do they act, give a credit I don't even that? remember. I haven't seen the credits. Most times they don't, even when they take... I don't know. I usually see inspired based. by, and then they have by... I've seen Mark Millar, like, look at Kingsman, and I don't know, whatever. Because he has his hand in so many comic book movies that, I mean, I don't think he really I even think Civil War is. says that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it, um, it, that bothered me a little bit because it's very much, this post-apocalyptic no, I mean, setting, yeah. sure. post-apocalyptic setting with Wolverine, he's dying, he's older, he's decrepit. In and a he's world got, where there's no more mutants. And he's, yeah. right, right, and he's yeah. riding, doing a road trip. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is Old Man Logan's setup. Now, granted, right, the reasons right. are different and the, the, the plot points are different. Um, but I thought that was weird. Anyway, go no, ahead. No, I agree, yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, I want to say it was about two years ago, maybe, when I heard the first news about it, and they were in, like... Um, Probably about that. Yeah, I know you said earlier that, like, wondering if Deadpool kind of solidified, um... Yeah. It, like, well, ex- it as an r As an R-rated maybe, one, yeah, but like, I, possibly. No, I mean, I think they've been planning this for a while. But do you I really think, think they were planning on making an R? When there's never been one before, you know? Well, there have been... Or X-Men, you mean. Because there have been R-rated comic movies. That's the thing, like... Oh, gosh, yes. Blade. Spawn, I think. Spawn. Kingsman. V for Vendetta. I mean, like, Watchmen. That's not what I mean. Not what I mean. You know what I mean? Blade and... And uh, those two count. Those two count, but even those... Punisher. Yeah, I mean, like... Punisher, yeah. Yeah. There was still, right. that, that's the thing, like, uh, the yeah, but, but they, they were, haven't been financial successes, no, and they were not gonna make Logan this gritty and R-rated, if, but I don't, I don't know. I don't you know. know. I, uh, I, it, it, because, given when production started, compared to when Deadpool came out, I mean, right. you would have had to massively rewrite the script to get that's to the, this yeah, point. Yeah. It this is intensely, like, and it is it a hard like, R film. That's the thing, it wasn't like a scene here and there, it's throughout so. i'd be interested to find out the true story on that year i mean either way glad it's here glad it's sure. gritty because yeah. i'll tell you what when i walked out of that theater i saw this dude there and he was a little bit like irritating the way he was talking about the movie i, I always try not to talk about the movie till i'm out of the theater for this very reason because one time i think did i ever tell you the dumb and dumber story no. i walked out of dumb and dumber and i was like 11 and it was really really no not dumb and dumber Ace Ventura 1, which is okay. fucking hilarious. I mean, it just is, right? I really hope, yeah. I was really hoping you'd follow that up with, no, 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 Dumb and Dumberer. Or, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> when, no. When Lloyd met, when Harry met Lloyd, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't that. Or Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. No, no, so it was uh, Ace Ventura. I'm walking out of the theater, and it was hilarious, and it was groundbreaking. It was, it was fucking Jim Carrey's, you know, introduction right. to the fucking world after, of course, In Living Color. And we walk out of there, and it was a really funny movie by any stretch, and this dude just goes, eh, it was mediocre, just like real loud in the hallway. And from that moment, I vowed I was not going to be that, that guy, guy yeah, you yeah. know. But anyway, I've done that plenty of times. So I know, me too. <laughs> but 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 I try not to. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so yeah. this dude was out there. He was just like, um, he was like, every time there was so much gore and it was just so gritty, and I was eating it up, and I was like, ooh, give me more, <laughs> give me more, give me more. And he was doing that with his like fingers and stuff. Uh-huh. I was just like, <laughs> and I was just really gross. Did you get? The- this is the second. This is the second. Get... Yeah, I got some spit. This is. I think this is the second time. We just cut it down. I don't know that we're gonna say anything better than that. Yeah, yeah. That sells the movie. But go. that anyway. That was that was what it was like when I got out. And then there were, and then also like when you know because the movie ends really intensely. You know, there's no final credit scene. There were people in the back row, and uh, 
there was a guy who worked in the theater I saw the really late show and he wanted everybody the fuck out of there so he's like guys there's no extra there's no after credit scene right yeah, and he's like I yeah. work here there's no after credit scene and then like everybody was sitting there anyway and then he was like trust me guys you're just gonna see the end of the credits and then they were just like dude we just don't want to believe that's the end man you know and they actually said that to him <laughs> on that note though like because I did stay because I, I thought there was going because I thought I had saw it somewhere but anyway like I stayed but your note about like the comic not getting a direct inspiration credit there is at the very end they um, give a special thanks to like writers like Marjorie Liu and a few other comic book writers so that was cool to see them in that is cool that Marjorie Liu is good she yeah. basically invented I don't know if she officially X-23. invented but she did you yeah, know yeah. write her origins and her For earliest sure. arcs so. that's well that that's that's respectable sure. um but uh but anyway so it's it's a really interesting thing to have a movie that this that's this gritty uh, but anyways you we were talking about anticipation so you were really pumped for oh, this I was, and yeah. then after yeah. we saw the trailer um with the hurt um Maybe the third or fourth trailer to really use that song awesomely, um, and especially the um, Johnny Cash version of it, which is interesting because James Mangold did Walk the Line, yep. and there was a lot of fucking uh, oh, the I Man was, in Black sound, songs in this. I was even reading an article that had said like it almost reads like a, a follow-up to Walk the Line just because of it looking at this mythological figure and exploring themes of redemption and that side, which we'll get fucking into, reaching dude that's I, a reach i don't know i like uh but it was, i think it, that's a it's huge cool to see the similarities that's though. an inter- that part's interesting but yeah. as a, i mean all right a mythical hero i mean well i don't, I don't know I, i'm ready to talk some of that like uh I okay. would. I, I mean, I think this is a masterpiece. Like, oh no, I'm not like, saying that. That's not. I'm just saying that that compare trying to compare Johnny Cash and Wolverine. It's just an. No, but it I mean, seems like an unnecessary comparison. That's it's not that they're not both great films and they're not both incredibly right, right. important figures. Yeah, but yeah. to cross the streams, so to speak, just seems unnecessary. Yeah. Anyway, well, anyway, this is the third solo Wolverine. This yeah, is yeah. his final appearance after 17 years playing the character for uh-huh. Hugh Jackman. Uh, I can't is, believe how long he's been playing this. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, it is not James Mangold's first. He obviously it's also second. did the Wolverine yeah. from a few years ago, and you know, which was the first widely considered good Wolverine solo movie. Yes, my my personal fascination with X Men Origins Wolverine aside, the Wolverine. Uh, well, we've never you really talked to, about it. it I think it's are, a it's a pretty it is a good movie. I think the third act is the one that everyone talks about, and it's being kind of garbage. Right. I think it. Is oh, what of it the is. Wolverine? Yeah. Well, what's garbage about it? I it's was just that it turns into this the... big. He fights a giant silver samurai, which happens in the comic that it's inspired by, like the Chris Claremont, Rick Miller storyline. <laughs> but um, it's a very but, sudden. Like, he's on the apology show. tour over here, man. He's he's. You were ready for that one. Well, no, like, is that's where one thing where like they stay a little too true to the comic, and it yeah. doesn't really yeah. work there because it that stuff works in a comic book more than a movie like this and. Um, but I still really like the Wolverine overall. The only like, thing mean, it the, was it was very decent. I really liked it because I like the setting. Like having setting Japanese awesome. Wolverine, it's yes. just like fuck yes. Yeah. I mean, I because I, I just think he really when you put him in that setting, it just it says some really interesting things. Oh, yeah. And we're not going to go really deep into the Wolverine, but overall, is it a great film? Is it a good film? What do you guys think? I I lean like decent. Yeah. I lean towards great. I think it probably is in my top. Really? Okay. Three X Men films. I want to say. I, I mean, think first, it's very, very. First good. class is in my is definitely my top three, and if I were determining the rest, it would include the conversation. At least includes the Wolverine, um, Days of Future Past, and X Two. So it's 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 fourth X1's at not worst. Terrible. I don't love X One. I think it hasn't aged well. I, I think it is the most bare bones 
I'd late nineties. I'd have to movie. see all three of those again to really know. Um, yeah, I remember not hating three, but I wasn't a comic fan at the time. You know what I mean? Uh, so mm-hmm. I didn't have any reason to hate it. I'm kind of discounting Deadpool in that count just because it's, yeah, it's so removed. Thing. But it's so different. I mean, you can say it's yeah. in the Xbox, uh, the Xbox, the Xbox, the Xbox trilogy. I got games on the mind. <laughs> you could say it's in the X Men universe, but at the same time, like I don't know. It, it's got mutants in it. Yeah, but to me, the Wolverine, I you know, other than the ending, which I didn't even mind at the time. I saw all the hate afterwards. I thought it was not the best ending that movie right, could have had. Right. But you know, with how good Hugh Jackman is at the role so by good. that point, how uh, I liked Yukio a lot as his uh, yeah, partner. Yeah, I liked the that bullet train fight is sweet. Yeah, yeah. And there's just a lot of great quiet moments, so. and all the and all the, the the katanas and the and the slicing and the, the Japanese screens, and I'm just thinking all the imagery I remember. It's just a beautiful imagery in that movie. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like, and this is not avoidable, is the whole Wolverine's uh, healing factor is gone. You know, it's like this movie doesn't have stakes. Boop. Let's give it stakes, and it just annoys me a bit. I know it's probably got precedent in the comics. It's probably you know whatever, but it's just I just wish he, did, he still had his healing factor. That annoys me. I know Fair the enough. whole plot crux is on it, but at the same time, I just I just think that's a little cheap. But it, given that, if I just give it that, and don't worry about it. If that's the one gimme for the movie, mm-hmm. that that's the way that they trigger all the action, I'll take it. You yeah. know. Well, it'll be interesting to see, because there's obviously some messed up healing factor in this film as well. Yeah, yeah, but not in an artificial, cheap-looking way. That was like a boop, we just shot you up with healing factor fuck over. You know what I mean? We just made your healing factor go away. It wasn't like, this dude has gotten old, this dude's body is breaking down, which is way more interesting, Um, I think. But no, I, I, I like The Wolverine. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, So I was excited that James Mangold was coming back. I think, if nothing else, it was very clear Hugh Jackman and James Mangold had become friends and and really liked working together. No, that, and they also got some of the screen editors from The Wolverine on this one, too. Yeah. Scott Frank, who, he wrote Minority Report, too. Um, But yeah, we're we're going to discuss Logan now, uh, which should be exciting. So I'm going to give a brief plot. Uh, not the most plot-driven movie, obviously. I don't so. know. It, more than I thought. I literally, when I saw that preview, I thought it was just going to be this. And maybe it is. I thought it was going to be Wolverine is hanging out with Professor X somehow, somewhere, in the future. Long future. I didn't know that Professor X was as decrepit as he turned out to be. And, and decrepit is a bad word, but as as far gone as right, he turned out right, to be right. when I saw the trailer. I thought he was looking pretty sure. co- cogent in the back seat, you know? Um, but anyway, he's, he, uh, there's a new mutant, she's a young kid, she needs guidance, and it's just about a road trip where Wolverine is kind of conflicted between being old and decrepit and pissed off at the world and trying to be a role model for this kid. Uh-huh. And it's just a road trip, and that's it. That's, like, all I thought it was gonna be. Um, and I thought it was a lot, lot more than that. Yeah, sure. The year is 2029, and is mutants have been all but exterminated from the face of the Earth, uh, for some reason, that does get elucidated later in the film, in a dropped line. Um, but Logan has more or less fallen off the face of the earth. He's still known as the Wolverine, and there are sightings online, but for the most part, he's just living out his days as a limo driver. He's taking care of Professor X, who has a degenerative brain disease that has caused some sort of major incident in that Westchester, killed quote. a bunch of X-Men, from the sound of it. Uh, Logan has taken him south of the border to Mexico and is keeping him in a sterile environment with the help of mutant Caliban, played by Stephen Merchant. Oh my god, was I blown that was away cool. that that was him. <laughs> and then, I didn't know he was in this! Uh, from there, he's contacted first by a woman looking for his help with something with a, a, a young girl, and then by uh, Donald, 
who is a, not a mutant, but a cybernetically enhanced soldier who's looking for the same woman. Eventually the woman turns up dead and Logan ends up taking the girl in just to see, unintentionally she sneaks into his limo. Uh, he's trying to get money to take Professor X out to sea so they can live on a boat, uh, keeping him medicated so his attacks don't cause tremors. Uh, and it turns out, it's revealed as the Donald and his forces show up at the Xavier compound, that she is a Wolverine herself. She has two claws in her hands and then foot claws. And she Which proceeds, you don't see much. You don't see much of the foot claws, but she does tear through all of these soldiers and Logan at the very least decides to get her out of there and is then conflicted about taking her to Eden, which is an alleged safe haven for mutants uh, to the north. They end up traveling together. He finds out that the comics she reads might just be the source of this whole um, Eden reality or Eden uh, idea. But Professor X is pushing him to connect with her to take her in. We learn that she is in fact part of a program of engineered mutants at a place called Transigen. Yes, that which has, are I think its origin in the comics. Yeah, she's got her own designation is X twenty three, and she is the young clone of James Howlett, which is Logan's real name. And so it turns out she is, in a way, his daughter. And the two start to bond a little bit, begrudging as Logan is to connect to anyone. He's much older. His uh, The adamantium in his body is apparently poisoning him and making it harder for him to heal, as we see throughout the many brutal fight scenes in the film. Um, but the two continue to elude. They end up at a casino, which almost ends with them getting captured, but Professor X has an incident that paralyzes the entire casino we get a great fight scene of wolverine just killing a bunch of paralyzed dudes uh they that continue on professor x and they help a family with some horses on the highway get invited to it come. goes horrendously bad yeah they get invited to the family home and they connect the whole time everyone dinner. in the audience is like no don't go <laughs> there are some good misleads in terms of really uh, some some lights that show up on the horizon turns out this guy has some problems with the locals uh with the people that own the yeah, land he I hasn't loved moved it. out I can't, i'm so glad you said misleads because actually in my notes i i have that exact thing that like that what makes that that whole section so great is that it's exactly what you'd expect uh. that that section would be and even though in the end all the same stuff happens Anyway, we'll talk about it. It pulls one over on you, yeah. yeah. Uh, but at this point, uh, the the science, Dr. Xander Rice, who is in charge of this uh, weapon program that is essentially Weapon X. Yeah. I think it's Weapon Plus, maybe? I forget like what it is in the comics. X, yeah, basically, yeah, it's basically that. Uh, they show up at the farm, and they have X-24. Instead of a child, they have a fully grown clone of Wolverine. That played also by Hugh Jackman. Played also by Hugh Jackman, which made for a nice twist, uh, as we had mentioned earlier in the podcast. And he looks super fucking it. mean. He looks super mean, possibly a little... Uh, not de-aged so much as, I think, just not made to look older. What did they hide? Uh, just that, that like, X-24 is an idea because, you know, if you have Jackman, you can probably hide the fact as opposed to hiring a different actor oh. to play the role. Because I didn't know X-20... I mean, X-24 is technically an original creation, but... Right. You didn't know this was happening, but X-24 shows up. They fight. The younger, stronger uh, clone wrecks Logan until mm. the... Uh, husband of the unfortunately murdered family shows up in his truck and plows him into some uh industrial piping um unfortunately the guy dies everyone does caliban who had been helping them track him because he's slight sensitive and they were torturing him gets a hold of some grenades and but he has been letting them get away one step ahead he has he never really betrays like he lets them get away one step ahead without getting himself killed the whole time, and uh, and he also um, does. Yeah, he blows himself up and to prevent this from continue happening. A good kills number two. of soldiers. Yeah, but in the end, they, all, all the really bad dudes get away. Unfortunately, Professor X does end up murdered by X twenty four. I couldn't believe scene. that. 
Uh, so it proceeds that just Logan and uh, X or Laura, as she's called, continue yeah. on. Laura Kenny continue on. He passes out. She gets him help from a doctor. He's healing up kind of poorly, but they continue on. He's he's in a rough shape. She drives the car for a bit. They end up at Eden, and while it is not a sanctuary, it is where all of the other escaped children from the facility have ended up. It is its own kind of Eden, as they show. Uh, they seem to be led by Richter, who is the one surprisingly addition from the X-Universe who gets his screen debut here. Uh, another young child who has earth-shaking powers, and they're planning to cross the border. Uh, well, they leave Wolverine behind. He's connected, but is also willing to let her go. There's a lot of, uh, to their relationship, we'll discuss. Uh, but the transigen forces show up and start chasing the children through the woods, so Wolverine takes a special compound that enhances his healing power and takes way too much of it and goes full-on berserker rage and chases them through the forest. They and have has a, yet another incredibly brutal fight. Yeah, he faces off with X-24. Donald dies and is killed in a real messed up scene with all the children. It's mutants. amazing. Uh, and then X-24 uh, is killed by an adamantium bullet that has been set up to be able to kill Logan, who is a little suicidal. Laura uses it to kill X-24. And it blows his head apart. Yeah, and unfortunately, his wound's so great and the serum wearing off, uh, Logan dies in the woods, having secured the children the passage. Yeah, they but, bury... not before, but not before making the comment that this is what it feels like to have somebody that cares about him. Yeah. yeah, they bury him in the woods, uh, Laura turns his cross to an X shape, and then they head off to Canada. And that is the end of Logan's long journey through the X-Men movies. Mm. Quick question. Is this... Um, the canon ending for Logan and for... That... Well, there's... What is canon yeah, in the X-Men universe? universe? We're in the X-Men universe. Now, granted, they retconned what happened with Deadpool, um, because that's not the same Deadpool as, as is in X-Men Origins, Wolverine. But the Wolverine and this are supposed to be in the same universe as X-Men First Class and all that, right? Mm, I mean, no, think about X-Men... No. Apo- no? There's... there. Well, okay... If we're gonna if we're gonna take a minute to look at the X Men continuity, I gotta I gotta know. And you so guys I are the try. best. Can and I you guys like are the best. Well, you guys are the best resources for me to ever hear about this. So uh, well, well, I well, let's you. tag team it. So you got the original X Men trilogy right, right. that happened. Right. Then you had X Men Origins Wolverine, which let's be honest, pretty much everyone just ignores. Although I'm gonna make a point, that this is kind of a remake of that film and a lot of elements that come through. Yeah, I get yeah. I've seen yeah, a lot. Yeah. I've seen that movie a lot, so there were a lot sure. of things jumping out. That movie more or less gets ignored. There's a lot there that just does not line up with whatever continuity you want to consider. It's been a while since I've seen the whole thing. Cause, no, yeah. I don't know. Uh, then you had First Class, which was a straight prequel. Because the Merc right. with a mouth gets his mouth sewn shut? Is yeah, that why? Much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it is, it is worth be worse. noting that even in the original trilogy, there is a lot of continuity issues with how characters look and what characters are put in what form. I mean, Moira McTaggart was a character in X3, and then was also his past love interest in the 60s, played by Rose Byrne. So, there's... And in X2, you see Hank McCoy on the TV screen one time. Not all human, yeah. yeah. All human, yeah. So, you know, there is a lot you can pick apart with these so, movies. So, X-Men 1 through 3 is not in the same universe as X-Men. Well, well that's where Days of Future Past came Because in. it rewrites everything. The, the, the general concept... The, the generally accepted way to view it is that those original three are the ones that lead to the Days of Future Past future, where everything is horrible and the Sentinels. And then with the Days of Future Past traveling back and changing things, that's where it goes to the films like Apocalypse and whatever Supernova ends up being. Yeah. Where it's this new continuity. Supernova? That's the working title for the next X-Men film. And there is going to be one? Yes. Um, With the young cast. 
They're probably going to remake uh, Dark Phoenix Saga. Awesome. Like they tried to attempt in Last Stand. So there's a lot of continuity issues just on the face of that, but it seemed like Days of Future Past was kind of a soft reset, and that movie ends with Wolverine greeting Professor X having a re-arrived because he time-traveled back and then ended yeah, up I in remember. the modern. So Great. theoretically this follows on from that. Anything else we don't really know yet because those later movies haven't been made. So theoretically, these are just... Well, another way you could look at it is the Wolverine and Logan are just two... Um, what do we call them in comics? Um, Elseworlds yeah, tales? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. could look at any of them like that. I mean, the continuity of X-Men, they it, it was just movies, and then I think they were trying to maybe consider it an expanded universe thing, but I think right. they kind of punted on that, yeah, yeah. so... You, know, you mean but, with Legion? No, no. Well, no, I think no, no, Legion no. is supposed to be in the X Men film universe. I don't know if Legion is. I heard it was. That's I what think Noah Hawley said. Oh well, I maybe. think so. I think it's All gone right. back and forth. I've seen both. Okay. I know the TV show they're working on. It definitely is. What is that? Uh, the Fox television show. Brian Singer, I think, is directing the pilot. The pilot yeah. Good. They've announced a few of the characters there, but. Um. So I mean, yes, this is theoretically just a possible in. You could they could recast Wolverine and have a new Wolverine, but. I think it is to be accepted this is the end. Certainly it's the end of Hugh Jackman. Right. And what's your thoughts? Yeah, pretty much on that. But, I mean, like Jordan was saying, the continuity in this universe is almost irrelevant you know, in a way. So as far as looking at this one, because Old Man Logan is an alternative tale anyway, like I kind of look at Logan as its own thing. But um, so... It's, it's hard though when it's the same actor, when it's the same exact. Like, it's no, what, I mean like, well, like the first class movies, they have um, a different Professor X. Yeah, but they also the have Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's That's weird. Why you you got to just go. You know what? This is a movie. You take the feeling of Logan from the past seventeen years. Right. You take some of the adventures, yeah. and certainly they make callbacks. They call back all the way to the first X Men film in this movie when they talk about the Statue yeah. of Liberty was mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yep. that's where the first movie ended. So it's not like it's completely ignoring and everything. Talk, and he says, "When I first met you, you were a cage fighter and all that." So yeah, it's all the basic elements there are not ignored. They're still there. So, but what, but but yet they took characters and just made them different characters. Yeah, and there's I mean, no explanation. It was the 2000s. They there was they didn't think people were going. Superhero movies no, yeah. weren't no, but a what thing. Else, but no, the decisions they made in first class that have continuity conflicts with with the early trilogy you just mentioned. I mean, everyone's a continuity. I mean, look at just the fact that Cyclops, Angel, and Jean Grey are around when they are in Apocalypse. I mean, yeah, really. it's just a case of them going. You know what? This is what we want. These are the toys we want to play with in this movie. So we are going to do it. I mean, they yeah. are not. There's so not. Why a, are they doing callbacks then? That doesn't make sense. Because you've seen those movies, and, and it, it you have a connection. But they don't exist in this world. It is... You just, you just gotta go with, go with it. it. You, yeah. can't, you can't make... But why ex- call out something that's gonna look like a sore... Th- stick out like a sore throat? Because the majority of people do not give a shit. Yeah. Like, we are the type... Then why call it back? Because if the majority of people hair. saw the original X-Men and might remember yeah. that, and it's a fun thing. They aren't sitting there going, but wait, I thought Days of Future Past reset... Yeah, if you're a super nerd, but the vast majority of the audience yeah. is just seeing an action movie because they like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. 
And you know, that is fair. I think... No, like, I know. I've done, taken nothing from those people, but that's not the kind of conversation we're having. You I think I, mean? I think the X-Men continuity is a mirage. We've You cannot... It doesn't make sense. You just go with whatever they say in this movie. You go, okay, it's a shifting reality. Yeah. Whatever is canon here, whatever they mention, whatever they don't mention... Well, that works. It's a shifting reality. That's a good argument. You know what I mean? It's like... It's a shifting reality in that... Because Professor X, right? Do I take character traits from previous movies and apply them oh, yeah. to this Professor yeah. X? Certainly. Yes. Character, yeah. Okay. That's I mean, because it's the way Patrick Stewart plays him. Yeah. I mean... Okay, so that is... So I should be able to say X-Men 1, 2, and 3's Professor X is this Professor X. Yeah. That's I safe. Mean, like, fair enough. Yeah. It, the Wolverine in X-Men 1, 2, and 3 is this Wolverine. Yes. No? Well, actually, I think with Logan you get the best argument because he would be both. Right. He experienced both timelines, sort of, with his. Time. This old. is this is this is way more than this dealing. movie ever gets into. No, no. it's interesting to me. I mean, and I bet enough. you, and I bet you, as well as you told that, and and you added to that, people that are listening are interested in that. In in what is what is where does this movie fit in? What is it? I think that's an important question. Fair enough. Anyway, um, but anyway, uh, let's. There let, was let's, there was the rundown of the film, but um, I mean, yeah. I, look at it this way, Caliban was in Apocalypse, literally the last X-Men movie Caliban was in, in the 80s, as a completely different character, played by a different actor who referred to himself in the third person all the time and was a bounty hunter. Here, none of that. So it's just like, you know what? You guys wanted to use Caliban that way? Cool, we're going to use Caliban this way. But Jackman's not in that. No, he cameos in Apocalypse. Oh, he cameos in everything. The only one he hasn't been in officially was Deadpool, and even then he had like a... He has his face. His face was in it, so... Okay. All right. So so anyway, um, it's like sand. You're just trying to you're trying to pick up sand. It's yeah, just gonna it's get tough. Out yeah, you. it's tough. Well, I will say, that especially when you know all the facts, like you guys do. So uh, all I have is just the frustration of it until you start to like try to try to grab it. Um, anyway, though, so let's let's figure out a way to talk about this because there's so many things to talk about. I guess um, the for the place to start is we all think it's a fucking masterpiece, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so good. Uh, it's one of the best superhero movies ever made. I think there's no question. Uh, I mean, it's it's just it's miraculously good. It is, you know, for me, the Hugh Jackman performance on its own is is like worthy of a whole movie. The girl is, I can't believe how good she is. And the, and the and the ah, ah, when she's attacking, it's just so. I'm sorry, it's loud, but yeah, yeah. it's so intense and it's so visceral and it's so. Uh, Everyone hates the word visceral these days, but it's so that's really good for her because she's she's bestial, but mm-hmm. also soft and a little girl. And and and, and for being it, eleven or twelve, I can't believe that performance. Shot, it is a fantastic performance. You know, when you already hear people producers being like, "No, we want to maybe continue this story and bring her back," and it's like, again, that's where you go. That timeline makes no sense, but it's like, "F it, I want to see another movie with her." Because she's amazing, yep. especially when she's like sixteen or seventeen. How good that movie could be! Oh when yeah, when she's more like the comics X twenty three, right? Um, so there's that. Um, Professor X gives a fucking another uh, bravura performance. I mean, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart. I mean, Stewart in that opening when we first see him and he's tottering <sighs> it's around. Oscar, in the it's Oscar. It's Oscar material. It's Oscar material. It is Oscar material. If this weren't a superhero movie, and e- it even might, re- even, even despite that, it might get it. Because this always, deserves that. that if respect. any movie's going, because with the Dark Knight, obviously one, and you always wonder, well, is that because he died? Is that because that it finally it obviously that, that, was a worthy performance? Right. I don't want to undercut that. But, but was that the reason the wall was shattered and they did something that they've never done before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was yeah. it just because it was that great of a performance? Either one is arguable, or both, right? But but Patrick Stewart's performance in this, at certain points, especially. And, and also when he's dying, I mean it's it's amazing. And and the and the and the 
the heartbreak of the fact that he gives that last speech not to Wolverine but to somebody that's not Wolverine and that twist I mean it's the performances are just across the board amazing I I oh oh uh who's the guy Donald yeah oh my god is he good yeah I hate him. <laughs> he's that, yeah. He's so shitty. He's so despicable. He's killing children and laughing about it. And he pulls it off like he really believes it. Like, I mean, he was so good. I, this movie does not have in, a villain problem. Isn't he the guy in Narcos? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. This I think movie. What, this, what the film really does well is, you know, it, it definitely steps, like, what I think good superhero movies do is does take something modern an issue in modern society and, and kind of look at it through a superhero lens. Sure. I think that's why Winter Soldier works so well with the paranoia about surveillance and, and all that. But okay. what this does is, you know, it looks at there is a lot of dehumanization of people. There's issues. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's a mistake. It's set by the border yeah. and all of those issues. Um, the idea of, uh, what's, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, genetic, genetic manipulation. manipulation. Playing God. Yeah. That's the whole thing. You know, we find that I didn't mention in the plot summary, but that, the mutants were kind of killed out with science through like things they put in the food and the drinks. Yeah, yeah, um, which is, yeah, it was a, was a drop line, but it's important because it's the the reason that people like Logan have lost hope. He thinks there's no more mutants ever again. So in a way, it was the ultimate weapon to kill off the mutants, not just the new mutants from coming by literally stopping them from coming. No, it was a literal genetic sterilization. Right. No, no, no. I know. But it also, for all the mutants that were still alive, or maybe ones that could live forever by Hugh Jackman, he's lost all reason to live because mutants are, don't exist anymore in his mind. They're not going to ever be more because he's thinking, maybe at one point in the movie he, he comments, we maybe we were God's mistake, you know? Yeah. And, and so... In that way, that decision to sterilize the whole mutant population also kills him. You know, even if it doesn't kill him, kill him. I mean, it's it's just it's a really well thought out movie. But I wanted to say, Donald is. I mean, as soon as he got in the car, I was just having a great time. Mm. Their banter was great. He's so charismatically horrible. Yeah. And then I didn't it's... even hate the scientist. No, I, I didn't. Mean... He was pretty decent. Most movies most superhero movies that scientist would be like the baddie and then you'd say the movie has a villain problem mm -hmm. but in this one you had him and other villains it was just excellent it yeah. i mean you know we t we're going to talk r-rated in terms of violence and language obviously but there's just some legitimately disturbing material i mean he finds from the woman who who helped uh, laura escape this this sort of like Gorilla cell phone footage of like children being dragged through. Well, they were going to kill them because they realized that these children had a soul and couldn't be controlled as war machines. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really well shot at being really disturbing footage, um, and it really sells the conflict of how bad her life has been up to this. And point. and it also shows you just how well this is. I'm going meta here, but it shows you just how well the superhero uh, trappings fit gritty stories. Yeah, like wow, do they work? Well. I mean, it's always been that the X Men are the metaphor for whatever disparaged or put down or under people are and you know they've obviously been for homosexuality and for uh minorities and and you know i think it definitely leans for that minority of dehumanization and unfortunate things and i think it does a good job of illustrating that that's what a friend of the show tim whose favorite comic books of all time are the x-men always says he says the best x-men stories are the ones about how you know, it's them versus the world. He says it better than that, but that it's discrimination stories. Man, if he uh, wasn't extermination a GDC, stories. I'd have loved to try and talk him into this. Yeah, episode. yeah. Um, I'm curious to see his thoughts. But getting back to the the film, um, just right away, I think it does that. That opening scene is is real, real oh my good gosh, at setting yes. up his mind state of how he's just drunk in his limo as it's getting kind of hijacked, and then he just 
murders a bunch of people. And in a very brutal opening, I mean, I think it does set the term tone really early that this is going to finally be him popping claws and just wrecking people. And um, you just see him in such pain, like, I mean, from the beginning, the way his narrative arc progresses throughout and up to that final shot, which we'll get to later, but, like, um, to see, even when he just takes out those guys at the beginning, he does it in a very, like, weakened state. He's very, like, hunched over and, um, you know, he doesn't do, like, his, like, an X2 when he, I remember when they, um, when Strikers and men get to um Xavier's mansion and Wolverine just goes like full on like rage face and takes them all out here he takes these guys out but very like slowly and roughly and it's just like one of his claws doesn't even pull right, fully come out right um, he's just like the human aspects here are just like it's crazy um that, that visceral nature of, of the movie um to, to again use the word everyone hates but it, it it that combat when I first saw that first scene where I mean, even the very first scene when he gets out of the car, he's kind of fallen down, he's kind of messed up, and he just starts uh-huh. sticking his claws through skulls and just decapitating dudes and just... Yeah. And the sound effects... And in the movie theater, I mean, please, everybody, do not wait for video to see this movie. This is a no. theater movie. It's gorgeous to look at. He's even thinking of doing a black and white version because of how that gorgeous be it awesome. looks. Um, much in the line of the lines of the, what happened with Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... It, it the the crunches with the sound systems in modern theaters the whole place shook as he crunches skulls and 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 I was telling people about this and they were like you enjoyed watching him do all this horrible shit you know people that are a little bit more mild mannered right and I was like here's the thing though this movie spends between twenty minutes and two hours demonizing and showing you just how horrendous of human beings these people are and then he sticks his shit through their skull so fuck yeah I enjoyed watching that you know horrible people getting impaled by you know the the claws of justice you know i mean it's it's beautiful uh it's a beautiful thing and it it's just so elegantly choreographed and it's just so beautiful and the kids and all the different powers i mean the movie is so much more than i thought it was going to be i thought it was like i said a simple road trip movie lower budget much more of a character piece and it was that but it was also all the things i want out of a superhero movie and more and, and, and in the end, it ended up better in many ways than a lot of superhero movies. Oh, it definitely... I, now, there are some familiar things. I de- there's definitely uh, the Last of X feel to this. You know, it feels like The Last of Us, Lone Wolf and Cub. It's of a genre. Right, right. Um, and I think it hits some of the tropes. Like, there were certain scenes that directly do key to other film takes or game takes on. I mean, there's the... The scene where he passes out from being just so brutalized and she has to take him to the doctor yeah. is right out of The Last of Us in a lot of ways. Um, and other movies that have done that. But it does it really well. Um, and I think it does a good job of setting up just how bad things are early sure. on. Um, Caliban, I he, he was he was an interesting character. I They didn't name him for the longest time. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, who even is... I, I do wish... Because I, I do want to point out some of the flaws. Okay, I, I don't I think happy to hear I didn't see many. No, not many at all. But I do think like Caliban was just sort of there and we didn't get the best description of what his role was and yeah. not that he's the major character but he was a big mutant to that he, he was one of the film's few mutants and major players sort of like maybe a little more on just how wolverine known because i thought he was about to go into his backstory at one point it was like when you came to me a year yeah, ago yeah, yeah, but yeah, then yeah, it just yeah, kind yeah. of pulled back yeah. and we learned a little bit about how he had tracked down mutants before but not mm-hmm. the direct connection it seemed like he was generally trying to atone, but it was weird just because Stephen Merchant's such a comedic actor to see him in such he was, a yeah, he, he was brilliant, you know, serious and, part. And what was really funny too, I just couldn't believe it was him at first. I, 
I had that I had that same moment where I was like, is is that really him? Like I did with uh, Danny McBride, an alien. You know, I was like, is that really him? And I was like, yeah, that's definitely him. Because I saw him in a really I forget what the show was called, but it was him about being like a douchey Hollywood guy who just oh, wants to like uh, make hello love. ladies. Yes, and I love that show, and he's genius in it. Um, and and and. I, so I've really gotten to know him. A lot of people know him from other things. That uh, was for me. And I know you love him in uh, Portal 2. Wheatley. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people love him in that. And so when I saw him in this, I was like, wow, that's a really crazy role. I mean, incredibly uh, unesthetically pleasing. Um, they really they really uglied him up. Um, but he looks great in it. He's so compelling. He's such a good actor. Man, did he sell that role. Uh-huh. And now I see that he's also in this thing called Table 19 that's coming out mm-hmm. when I was leaving. So like, And that's coming out this month. I mean, he is... He's really, like, moved up in the Hollywood game, like, in the last year. And this is a great performance. I mean, it shows he has incredible range. I mean, I didn't have any flaw. Do you have any problem with Caliban? No, no. I just, I I, I thought he brought a little good bit of comic relief yeah. um, early in the film. Uh, but I just, he, he he was a thinner character. But I it's not, I'm just pointing it out to point it out more than I really mind it. It's just I noticed it as I was watching where it was like, they didn't even name him till I think, after he'd been thrown in that ditch. Uh, oh yeah, uh, but that's like fifteen minutes in only. I mean, yeah, but but it was it, it was after most of his scenes. Thing, it, it, it was weird at the time because it seemed like he wasn't getting a name until after he'd already been murdered. We didn't know he wasn't at the time. So, but but I, it was just a it was just a quirk. I don't think he got a name until Wolverine said, "Where's Caliban?" Yeah, exactly. Okay. After he'd been yeah dropped in a ditch. Yeah, as far as we knew at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, this movie would is going to live and die on its central performances. And you know, I feel like it was a fair bet that Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart were going to deliver. I, and but yeah. I, I we we talked a little bit it's it's hard to understate just how good Daphne Keene is as Laura. I mean, she is phenomenal and for a part that she didn't talk for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it would have been in, in even if she never talked it would have been a great performance. Yeah. It would have been like the piano with Anna Paquin, you know. Uh, um and 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 it's just, she actually does talk in that, but I think her mother is the one who's mute. But so that 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 reference has no bearing on anything at all. <laughs> However, uh, they're both child actors who are very good. Um, but you know she's just just the, the her grunts and her groans and her wails and that the rage in her, and then she can presence. shift and she has such presence exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then the way she can shift to eating a bowl of cornflakes like a kid. Um, I, I just, I just was, I, I found myself consistently blown away, like you said, by all the performances. I think in order, they go Hugh Jackman, her, Patrick Stewart for me, um, on, on my favorite, you know, yeah, yeah. of the performances. Mm-hmm. I think Hugh Jackman, you know, the movie, you say it lives and dies on the performances, it lives and dies on Hugh Jackman, really. I mean, it's a character piece, and he just nails it. At a certain point, I wish he wasn't dying, but I guess that's the point. Well, um, that's where it's kind of like, um, just the themes really drive home there because you know he's a man who's been on the earth so long and he's longing to die but it doesn't have peace yet and i think what that final shot really does is show that you know he's um come to terms with himself and um has found peace and is ready to you know pass the torch on to his daughter you know and so it's a really cool moment and it's our you know I part of me expected it to happen like going in just because I'm like, well, the death of Wolverine storyline was like what two three years ago, right? And that's you know, and, and he's still um, dead. Yeah, it's worth yeah. noting. I mean, old man Logan is around, but he is a right, different right, character. exactly. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, um, so and that's another thing is like how this merged several storylines into one, and 
created its own and did it really well because you have like touches of old man logan obviously x23 origins death of wolverine and it doesn't come across as convoluted so that was really cool um i'm really blown it so, so it does bring in all those different things yeah i mean cause, I, I, I haven't read death of wolverine so yeah yeah uh, but um well just like the poison thing and that kind of thing um i think the villain but, in that is a doctor who worked on a weapon yeah, x too yeah, so yeah. uh again this is very similar to weapon x right um uh, going to Donald for a second, I really like. I think the special effects in this movie, obviously there weren't a whole whole lot, or certainly not to the level much of lower like budget film, right? But I think that like, his robot arm looked fantastic. Oh my god, I've never seen one better. It, it, that was cool. it just the best part was when he flipped the, and they made sure that like that that's they very easily could have not had that scene. Yeah. They wanted you to see how cool that shit was, and he when he flipped that card over in that pivotal moment where yeah. he finds out where Eden is, and the hand flips it convincingly, like you never see robotics that look right. You know, it's like, well, that car just moved, but his hand didn't move it. Yeah, but no, in this case, it was legit. You know, give it eight years, we'll probably see the seams. And what that, that just sure. just from having gone to see Iron Man, which I remember being so mind blowing yeah, at the time, yeah. now it's like, no, you can tell it's CG now. And mm. it's just because it's advanced so much. Sure. So it's it's funny in that. But, but, but yeah, right but now, then, yeah, but here's another example. On the flip side, you watch Rogue One and Graham Moff Tarkin. Uh-huh looks horrendous right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's a you don't have to wait eight years for that shit. That's a developing technology. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's so so they get on the road. Uh, I think they do a great job just selling how their relationship develops and how feral she is and grabby and just they, yeah. they see just I love I know it's a small scene but just the way they like hatefully stare at each other when he's trying to take her backpack yes like, yes it's, like... it's so funny it's got some great moments of humor that are never sold as overtly humorous yeah it's it's very subtle humor yeah. all of it one thing I want to say that you mentioned earlier I'm so glad you said it because actually when when I was rating my notes for the movie at last night after it um I wrote and it was like very close to what you just said let's see here um didn't like the family visit at first until they did everything I was expecting and dreading, but somehow in a surprising way. Yeah. Because at first it was just like, oh my god. Are they really going to drag this nice family into this fucking bloodbath? And then it just goes, it takes four left turns. And yeah, it still ends just like I was expecting. In ju- just as horribly, if not worse, than I was expecting. However, I didn't feel cheated or cheaped out. And and it just was great. And the moments that they had. And, and, and the movie just has a real... I hate to just keep like you know uh, filleting this movie. It's it, but it is that good. No, I get it. No. Um, but the 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 deft hand and the subtlety that it has, like like they didn't oversell stuff. They let stuff yeah. build. Like at first we get this big overblow of violence, but then there's it's punctuated by lots of slower moving mm-hmm. character moments, and they wait for the next big violence scene. And by the end, I'd seen maybe a lot of of skull crushing maybe almost over maybe like 11 out of 10 i needed 10 out of 10 Mm. i got 11 out of 10 be a little too much skull crushing but whatever um it's a very minor thing because this skull crushing looked fucking sweet so i'll take 11 i think they did a good amount of variation again we we mentioned very earlier the um the slow-mo scene where everybody's frozen except logan yeah um and you know that could have been a big blown up fight scene too but just the way he's just clawing dudes as they yeah. and then they all fall when the time finally goes back to normal and it, it, it also does kind of harken back slightly to the quicksilver stuff 
um, but of the uh, oh, yeah. X Men movies, it's yeah. it's it's uh, that that rang oh, in my okay. mind. But that yeah. is okay because yeah, those yeah. are one of the best parts, and everybody loves those parts, and everybody loves this part too. It's right. awesome. Um, it's very very cool when somebody who's good gets to use those powers for good. You know what I mean? I'd be really yeah. shitty if the good guys got frozen and bad dudes are impaling them. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would really suck. But what I was gonna say is the deafness of James Mangold or the scriptwriters or whoever it is in that scene where they go and turn the water on. What a great like downplayed. Even when the dudes yeah. come and Wolverine has to like fight them, like he just punches one dude in the face and then breaks his gun. Like there's no like like, like it, it takes time for it to build. It's just and he, then he doesn't need. He knows it would be wrong to gore those people or to take them out because they don't deserve. I mean, right. they're assholes, but right. they don't need murdering. They're not. They're not Donald who was you know genociding fifteen children or yeah. whatever. You know, it's very it's different levels of shittiness. Yeah. Um, but this farmer's family and. You know, and another thing too, and it plays with your expectations so well. So think about like the farmer's family, right? Immediately when Wolverine does this, but doesn't dust off those dudes, it's like, wow, you just made more trouble for them, yeah. kind of. But and I was wondering, how's that gonna like that? Are we gonna see that, or is it just going to pretend these guys just went away and stayed away? You know, and then later when they come back, things have already gone to like so bad that it doesn't matter that they're back anymore. So that question became immaterial by the point that it's answered, which just shows me that they're twisting on twisting on twisting. It's just an unraveling plot that's moving with like a frenetic pace. And for a movie like this that's simple, that really revolves around three central characters, it, it and then a couple villains, you know, maybe four because Donald. Uh-huh. But it it just it just unfurls and it moves with us with motion and it's always going. So two hours and twenty minutes felt like an hour and a half. I know? think I think what's really interesting because obviously that scene is a scene you'd expect to see in a story like this where they meet some nice people and they go to their house and things turn bad. I think they do a good job of twisting on it with like the scene where you see the like the lights coming and that's kind of been this the sign that uh oh Donald and the men are coming because they have a cavalcade of cars as well yeah trucks but then it plays a different way what I really like though is at at the the heart of it is there's kind of a conflict between Professor X and and Logan which has always kind of been there one is always hopeful and wants to see the best in the future and Logan's just like no it's about surviving and things are awful and you could make the argument that Professor X is definitely playing fast and loose. And I, I do like that they kind of elucidate that he doesn't even know what he had done in the past at Westchester really mm-hmm. fully, which is a good thing. Um, but I like that, to one extent, Logan is doing it because he think, he just wants her to survive and stay alive. But Professor X is really doing his best to give her her childhood back or give her some humanity. And he's doing things like showing her the movie or explaining how they need these moments of peace and connection and that's what he wants when he take when they have the dinner he's like no this is this is what it's about however crappy life is and maybe he knows he's at the end of his days he knows everything's kind of in a bad place but he wants her to have nice moments because she's never really had them before Uh i find myself often being that person with certain people in my life so i can relate to that very well in that it's like yeah shit is really fucked up there's so many things in the country in the world right now that are so much less than ideal and i get that you know what i mean and there's so many challenges and there's so many difficulties but there's so many more things to be happy and, be, and that are beautiful i'm not trying to be sappy here but I, I i can really relate to the professor there and also to wolverine at times when you wake up cranky in the morning you know yeah. and so it really is two sides of a, of a personality i definitely lean towards the more optimistic yeah. side and i think i mean logan calls it out it's like it's a dangerous thing to stay there that night i mean yeah. inevitably it was gonna go bad even if you take the dude's turn in the water off out of it right but you know it 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 makes sense to where he is and how hopeful that character's always been 
and you know to put it in a in a, in a the sappiest term possible it's like logan's trying to save her life professor x is trying to save her soul sort of thing right right and you know both of them and they both end up doing so yeah and he ends up helping logan connect too what was also great is how connected she is they really played the she was close to, to professor x and really what she wanted to do was get to him not really get to logan the mother knew logan was essential and was the father and all that but the girl went to the father figure and she clung to him. Did you see in Vegas? She was like clinging to him. And they made a really close bond really fast with the movie and whatever else. He just treated her like the human she'd never been treated like. And it just bonded them. Even though she wasn't talking. Even though they weren't directly communicating that. Well, they were through the mind actually. I forgot that part. Mm-hmm. But they were really that close. And when you see that, even though Wolverine saves them. Well, he does too by doing the, the thing that paralyzes everybody. But when Wolverine saves them and brings them outside and he looks down at her almost as if like, well, I just saved us. Not in a shitty way because he's very pragmatic. But, you know, she's like over there with Professor X grabbing his arm. Like, this is the guy I, 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 he makes me feel safe. Even though you just, you know. And so it's just, and then and then the movie is a time when, when he earns that trust from her over yeah. time. Even though he's gruff. And even though, and so, and, and in a lot of ways, like you said, it's, they represent two sides of this girl's personality. So it's almost like you could say it was her film. And this is good angel and bad angel on the shoulders, you know? It's There's so many different, like, overlays you can yeah, put I mean, on the movie. Yeah. Xavier specifically calls out that he thinks she can be better than he was. Right. Like, not, not because of killing ability. I mean, obviously that is not what he's ever no. seen in the world. It's like, as a person, and I think he's trying to help them both get there. And she's younger and is going to hopefully have a longer life to do that in. It just makes... I haven't seen Apocalypse yet. So it just makes me want to go home and watch Apocalypse. Just even uh, think about this. You're going yeah, to come off that high so quick. Yeah. No, but it's still X-Men stories. It is, you know? it is an X-Men story. No, go watch X-Men Evolution on Hulu. That's the animated series from, like, early 2000s. That okay. That's special. actually where she originated. Yeah. So... Yeah. Okay. That one is yeah. That's a good recommendation. We, we got some. Uh, we got some good required reading recommendations. Um, but Recommended. Yeah. So, so this is where we get the big uh, at the farm as things just go horrible. And as you mentioned, uh, we get the reveal of X twenty four, which is the fully grown adult clone yeah. of Wolverine. And I have to be honest, I'm not the biggest X Men fan, so I don't fully know the history of Wolverine's extended family. And my mind I was just like, is that fucking Dokken? I was really well, glad uh, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, that, Because Dokken is actually his son, not I was clone. talking about um, with the guy from Walt. <laughs> is that fucking Dokken? Dokken sucks so hard, and that's a whole comic show we can do. But Dokken is terrible. This was, was essentially Dokken, though. I was talking about that, though, with, like, a guy from Ultimate right before the movie. And, yeah, he said he was speculating about that if Dokken was going to be in it. And he was even texting Dan Way about it. He's like, is he in it? He's like, I won't tell anyone. I won't tell anyone. Like, and um, he had a text in the back at that point. But it basically was, but... Um, I mean, it's but, a yeah. mindless clone in a right, lot of ways. Right. But exactly, yeah. it wasn't like a douchey son who hates his dad. Although yeah, yeah. X-24 clearly was trained to hate Logan. Sure, sure. Um, and every human life around him. I did kind of expect just a fun Sabretooth cameo at some point, but... Um, he was know. rocking the mutton chops, though. X-24 had, like, yeah. those... those yeah, by the way, saber Who, did, yeah. who is Donald? Is he a character from comics? I think so. I, I don't... I think he's I one of the marauders, is what they call them. Okay. Check on, yeah, yeah, he said that, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, but so what do you think of that? I mean, well, I mean, there's, I guess there's not much to... There's not much... There. There's no yeah. character there. Right, I mean, he right, is a weapon. Just, he, right. he is a weapon X-24, if yeah. you want to call him that, but... It was, it was definitely like, what are you going to have him fight? And it was a nice sure. surprise. And it's like, yeah, probably the only person that could kill Wolverine is young Wolverine. Right, right. And he tore him up. I mean, that that was when... I, like, it had been brutal so far, but he got 
gutted well, in that thing, field. He needed a really challenging opponent at that point because he would have just taken all those guys out with no effort uh, otherwise. So, you know. Yeah, and it made it made for good scene. I mean, X24 sure. effed up all those water plant dudes. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and he tore through Logan uh, and, and barely got stopped. And it seems like they, they did set up that his, I guess his healing factor could get slowed down if he just had to use it long enough because he kept getting yeah. shotgun in the face. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, he made for a physical threat. I don't really think, obviously the physical threat part was not the point of the movie. So in a lot of ways, X-24 was just kind of there right. to be a threat. And I, I think he did that job fine. Sure. Um, he does kill Professor X though. And there's a scene. It was hard. Yeah. I kind of expect, I mean, cause like, well, I mean, cause Professor X takes on the role of like, Hawkeye in a very different way from the old man Logan mm-hmm. comic and he dies in that too and so I, I kind of saw it coming but it was that was gut-wrenching to see it because this is Patrick Stewart's final performance as uh, Professor well, I mean so. look at it this way Logan is obviously the face of the franchise right. he's been Logan more times right right but Professor X isn't that far behind him in terms no, of appearance possibly. counts and he no. has also been there since the beginning Patrick oh, Stewart I mean, it's just nobody else has played Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. But Patrick Stewart is still Professor X. Oh, I've always. And seeing him die was hard. I got a little misty rough. at that. Oh. Was... Even though we saw it in the last I just made a connection. That's why Days of Future passed. I forgot that he was in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the future. X, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. forgot that it wasn't just, uh, yeah, wow. I, I didn't think about that factor. Yeah, the both of those guys, wow, that wasn't, that is how yeah, they that, did that it. Is that is how they did it. Yeah. Plus, you know, his death in X was, you know, five years into playing that role three times, and this is right. like an additional 12 years, and a much better death scene. Exactly, um, yeah. Although I think the death in, yeah, in X3 is not is one of the better parts of that it's, movie. Yeah, but then, of course, he's back in, in that post credit scene. Yeah, but there's a difference to watching him bleed out and watching him get fantastically atomized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's a significant difference. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to watch him die because, yeah. again, it's like watching the old guard of X-Men just get killed off in this movie. Well, there's a whole new guard. There and is, that yeah. Is, that's really the third guard, really, at this yeah. point. Yeah, it really is the third. Um, I, 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 think it's, I think it's definitely interesting. I mean, it does sort of set up a possibility for another way the X-Men movies could go with that those people. It could be like five, ten years after that. I love. I'll tell you one thing I loved about this movie. We haven't talked about it all. The setting. I love that this movie had a near future setting that wasn't just dry, dusty apocalypse. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was really expecting Old Man Logan. Well, that's what that first trailer made. Let's like yes. that first trailer gives no hint of civilization. Yeah. No, I thought it was Old Man Logan, like to the letter at right, that point. Right. I was like, this is gonna be a dusty world that's totally apocalyptic at right. this point whereas instead there's vegas there's casinos there's i mean it is in some ways post-apocalyptic if you're wolverine and it's you view the world well it's the, still it, very it's much at the barren midwest yeah, yeah. Um, well also yeah but it's also gone in a very bad direction right. like right. the current commercialism and shallowness and all of that kind of stuff like had fifteen more years to get worse, and yeah. then it's this movie or thirteen, whatever, twelve. But it's okay. that. So in that way, it is post-apocalypse, the apocalypse of the human mind or the American mind, right? And so in the, in that way, that's interesting. But I'm just so glad that it wasn't a fucking like Western sprawl the whole movie. I, I mean, so they were glad. definitely going that way. I mean, they they specifically tied to that with the the movie, right? So but it's definitely had, a Western. It, but it is. But they also had the trucks detail, that were riding yeah. on the roads that were these super trucks. They had future lore that I love. Like, yeah, yeah. I like a future, future world, even if it's going to be dusty and Western-like, more than I like just Apocalypse. Yeah. And so I just really like no, that I decision. Yeah. And yet yeah. you want to go watch Apocalypse. 
<laughs> no, it's uh, anyway. I I love the setting too. I thought it did a good job of selling how bad the future has gotten, but also recognizable. Got as opposed to being completely foreign. Dystopian, yeah. I love those. Yes. Uh, I love those scenes from the movie that are used for a completely different context in trailers, though, because there was the funeral scene they used in the yeah, trailers. Like, oh, he's just limoing someone to a funeral. But it's I like, honestly, it's going to look good that in the trailer. That was still an amazing shot, though, where he's just like, oh, I guess like he's this in such an existential estate, and he's just, and you've got and the it's rain like, in the background. I hurt myself today, and he's just there standing there anyway. Oh, and I love the, the Wolverine, Johnny... I know that is you! And the Johnny Cash song they ended it with was perfect, the man that comes yeah. around. Like, yeah. that just shows... Like, his, well, because death comes such... for everyone, that's the idea of that. Right, and it's such a full circle, kind of, and you see him, like, acquire true redemption at the end, and, and also see that. Happen. And also, both thematically... And medley, yep. or whatever you would say, like you know, it, it's both James Mangold's heritage from yeah. from you know the old movie he directed, right. Walk the Line, and and then also thematically plays in really well. So exactly. it, you know, it's it's really interesting. Um, you were talking about sort of a meta narrative of how this is kind of. I wanted to hear a little more about that. About oh how, no, I've how read it's this article, They're both but... mythical creatures. Mythical. Well, no, it was just kind of like a follow up because for those reasons you just said, but also, um, you know, like looking at the mythology of Wolverine and how, um, and, you know, like, bringing in, you know, the X-Men comics into the movie and seeing, um, how he has been made into this mythological archetype, but, um, but he's, in the movie, he's forced to come to terms with his humanity. And that's a really beautiful contrast for me, so, um, and it really worked well with the ending, so it's just that, I don't know, it's just a really cool, I mean, it's a classic story, but, told just really effectively i um what was it there was something i wanted to bring up and now i'm blanking but where were we we're, we're basically towards the end now yeah, yeah, yeah x yeah. dies kind of over, yeah. so i i will say the one big problem i had with this movie and again it's not a big big problem because again i don't think the movie's really about this but I do feel like the ending and trying to fully justify the villain and then the, the wrap up is a little rushed and a little yeah. underwhelming because uh, for a yeah. couple things, uh, the, it does, that last act does play a little too fast. But granted, a lot's happened up until you that guys point, are so yeah. funny. You guys are so fucking hardcore that you wish this movie was three hours. It drives me crazy. No, I no, would I'm not die. saying that. I'm not I would saying die that. if this movie was longer. I'm not saying that. At okay, all. so there's what places that should is, have been cut. No, 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 no. What but I'm that's the is, thing, though. I, I feel like you could have constructed a better justification or way to kill X-24 because and again this goes to larger knowledge of the movies but also just the way the Wolverine works in this movie it's like they set up this adamantium bullet as like the only way to kill Wolverine because and and again if you want to dis again that's where I'm tying back to X-Men Origins Wolverine again the making of Weapon X and then the adamantium bullets that come up in that and it's like why would getting shot with this just why did I I guess the mechanic of why would that stop him from healing I mean it blew his skull off Right, but why? But why did that stop him from healing? Because there's because if a certain part of his brain is gone, then that's it. There's nothing to to, to control the healing anymore. If you blow Wolverine's entire, if you decapitate why, Wolverine, why then he does die. Why wouldn't a shotgun blast? Like if you if you just barreled in with a shotgun and blew that part up, why? It might. It? it might. It's just not as easy or effective, and he might like heal. He might, it might not hurt him enough. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just it was a it was a mechanical way where it was like we need to wrap up. Let's kill off the bad guy. I felt like it could have been better or, or just... What would they have done? I, 
don't know. I'm not. I'm not asking you to be a, like a genius scriptwriter about and try to do something in five minutes that it takes five years to do. Maybe have some sort of kill switch or just something that okay. you know they had referenced. It's just the adamantium bullet felt like a cheap. But you hate quick drop way. lines. Um, some little like we have a kill switch. Yeah, fair enough. I do, but but also it, again, I can't fully remove Wolverine. He gets shot in the head with an adamantium bullet in that, and it just erases his memories. So. I Wolverine's should just better. completely remove that film yeah. from my mind, but I, I can't ever not watch it. <laughs> but it's a small thing. Again, I don't think the physical threat is the most important thing in this movie. I think it is there to serve the story, but it's well, it not gives like it, it momentum. Needs... If it didn't have that, it wouldn't. They, they'd just be in that bunker down in Mexico, just like sure. talking about existential thoughts. You know what I mean? Alternatively, there's also just the the dropped line, like, "Oh yeah, we killed mutants with genetic did drinks did, and whatnot." Did, I mean, I, I I thought that if that had been peppered in better, it would have been better. Um, I, I think that's an interesting concept, and I would have liked to have heard more. And about it might it. be there, in fairness, because there is radio talk at the beginning and advertising. It's one of those things where. If, when I see Logan again, I might be able to catch more no, well, well, signposts. I did hear the radio, and the radio says something, because I was listening very closely, and the radio said something along the lines of, uh, it has been 25 years since we've uh, seen the last mutant's been born. Why are we still even talking about mutants? That's yeah, like there the was point. some of that, and so I don't know if there's ads or stuff. There, there's it usually says, drink things. citrus, blah, 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 because it'll, um, um, what's, what does it do to them? Because um, it will... Uh, sterilize you the best or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's Some not that of... subtle now that I hear it played yeah. back. When no, I say uh, it, it's just a little on the nose. <laughs> um, just a little like, yeah. But really what's important, you know, they take everyone out. Let's talk about Donald's death. Because that scene when all the child crazy. mutants just... It was amazing. They go village of the damned on him. Dude, you, they made sure that that fucking dude was in the fucking place in the transigent facility dragging those kids to their death and popping those kids in the head with a gun. So nobody deserves it worse. No, nobody deserves it worse, but it's just watching all those kids go like... Oh, it was okay. great. And, oh, yeah, there's some That good, was so X-Men. There's some great kills, too, when like, the one girl like thorns the dude and then the other breathes on him and smashes his arm. That was awesome. I love the one that she thorns the thorns them with like and, and and they make it they show that it would take not just a couple thorns through the skull like this was a forest of thorns through his fucking face and his whole body and it just shreds them i mean it's just they really nailed it like the and what's really effective about it is the movie is very very except for very uh, you know punchy cutty uh, just direct stuff there's not yeah. much mutant power stuff in that first three-fourths of the movie so then the mutant powers are just they it impacts you that much more it's not like you just watched x2 and there were mutants throwing powers all over the place for the whole movie no yeah i'm now i'm now that i'm thinking about it, i'm gonna headcanon that that forest mutant was clara pratt from runaways that's my own personal hope uh but we uh, do we the one mutant that does really get a name is richter who is a famous x-men who has earthquake powers who is in the entire x-factor run is one of the major teammates so it was cool to see him as a as a younger character um is he latino in the uh th- yes yeah He's from Guadalajara, I think, nice. is where he's born. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I think all of the kids coming together. But then, uh, yeah, so Wolverine dies at the end, and it is people rough. Were, it was really rough, and people in the audience that I saw it with, like, the whole place was just silent. Yeah. It I mean, has, it's well, a hard scene. And then, yeah. and then it just says Logan on the screen. Like, they don't even uplift it. No, I mean, I was... The I'll, kids I'll walk off, and then it says Logan. I'm an easier enough mark. But I, I also like crying at media. I like when media has an effect on me. I think it's a good thing and cathartic. So yeah, I was I was teared up crying. Oh yeah, me too. Died. I me mean, too. it's hard not to just on how well the movie sold the relationship, on how well this movie sold the character, and on seventeen years of watching Hugh yeah. Jackman. I'll give you. I'll give you. Throw all that out. 
on his performance, period. That's yeah. all I needed. Yeah. You could take the 17 years away, and this movie's performance was enough for me to really miss that guy and mm-hmm. really be sad for his passing. And it was it was a nicely done rolling wave of sadness from him clearly about to die yeah. to him saying it to her calling him daddy to the seat of her yeah. like taking the cross and making it an was, X. It was just God. It was I brutal. Know. Oh, I know. But it was well deserved, and 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 it was a proper send off for the character. I, 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 this, I, when I first heard that this movie was like at 96 out of 100s and all that kind of stuff, except from a couple mainstream press people that just like savaged it because they I don't know what their problem. Some is. people will inherently hate anything super. I just think that, but I just can't believe that this at this day and age they could still not be uh, like even open-minded to it like movie critics from the usa today and stuff like dude are you serious like it must be that it's an affront to them that it's a good movie that also is superhero like that must affront their sensibilities because otherwise there's no excuse some people really hate superhero media (laughs) there's no excuse to not like this movie i don't there's nothing that it does or very little that's even critic criticizable it's that fucking good it's that unpredictable it's that Drawn from the past, but never in a derivative way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just... It's its just a great movie. I mean... Yeah. I mean, any other final thoughts? No. I mean, yeah. The, like all you said, this was like perfect send-off. And yeah, I could... While it's sad to see him go, like uh, I, this, I could not have asked for a better way to end it. No, definitely. What are your thoughts on how it fits in the overall arc and the continuity stuff? And <laughs> you're stuck on this question. Um, no, no, no. Okay, I, let me put it a different way. How do you feel it relates? Uh, how do you how do you like it? How do you rank it in your superhero it, movies? Yeah, it's that's way what I mean. High up, way high up. Yeah. Um, I mean, out of the X Men, the best X Men movie ever. Yeah, because I'm thinking because I'm thinking my my favorite X Men movies here would be. Logan, probably, it's hard between, I like First Class and uh, Days of Future Past a lot. Um, probably, probably lean more to Days of Future Past just because it achieves a lot with that many characters and does it pretty well. And then X2, just like, um, But so Logan probably first. I yeah, mean, I know you yeah. just saw it, but. Yeah, it's always, no, but you gotta come down oh, yeah. from the high, but. Right, but it's still. You know, awesome, so it really there. takes the prize. That's yeah. amazing. Imagine yeah. how hard that is to do these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd probably put it, you know, overall, uh, it's definitely the best Wolverine movie. Um, yeah, well, that's... No, duh. <laughs> well, that's not much um, Nice, nice blast from the 90s there, man. And then I would probably go... I still would probably put First Class as my favorite, and First mainly because it's just a more inner fun movie, entertaining, enjoyable, while still yeah. also having a lot of depth. And that's not to say this isn't fun and has a lot of good, strong action mm. and all that. It's just... It is a very grim it's movie. Heavy, what about Apocalypse? Ugh. Apocalypse is, is it probably really that bad. I still haven't even seen it. I rank it dead last because while it is not the worst film, it is without question the most boring and just there film. Wow, to me. I gotta check it out because I can't imagine that the same guy who did great movies made a total bomb. Um, but I I would overall just say this is probably second or third for me yeah. at, at at worst third. But it right. like in terms of just being a good film, it's probably the most solid piece remember, of filmmaking. Of your response of was that movie in caps. Yeah. I mean, like, and I, when I saw that, I was just like, he is going to say this is a 10 out of 10. I that would, was my you, take. No, I would say it's 9, nine 5 or 10. I think it is definitely, just on strict quality, easy top five superhero films ever made. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, God, there's a list we could make. Well, yeah. yeah. But it's definitely That would be there. a fun list. <laughs> no, but really. Yeah. No, really. Because You know why? Because it would be hard. It would. No, this could, this will be a whole thing now. We should totally do that. Anyway, need to do since that. you uh, rank the Wolverine really high, do you? I'm just curious. Do you put that above or below X two? 
it's probably right there. I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. X2 in a long time. I know. I see X2. I could probably quote what happened. Like, I've seen it so many times. It's kind of yeah. um, I think you need to see Apocalypse. And I have it. You can borrow it. Um, I picked it up on Black Friday. I can't. Are you saying you don't even want to watch it? I watch it if it comes on Netflix or something. But I wasn't going to pay a theater money because I heard so many bad things. And the trailers never caught me. Wow. Okay. All right. I mean, it just blows my mind that, like, to be such a big X Men fan and not even want to see it. Uh, uh, right. It's detritus. I hear you. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's Logan. You guys give it a, a comparable score, I assume. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> What's yours? So out of ten. Out of ten, yeah. Yeah, I would say nine five. Yeah. 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 I think I'm right there. I yeah. think I'm right there. Um, I think I'm nine nine five. Um, I, I, and, and, and not, and it's not, not a 10 because there's anything I can say I didn't like about it, honestly. I really don't have any critiques. Yeah. I think that everything it was doing that I was about to hate, it turned it on its head. Yeah. Much like that Silence of the Lambs, she's at the wrong, he's at the different door thing where, you know, it looks uh-huh. very predictable and then it's not. I love that. Uh-huh. It's like, it's like, uh, uh the 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 post apocalyptic version of the twist or something <laughs> you know it's it's like post twist yeah um like you know there's music called post rock <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you talking about is it have a guitar in it it's not post rock but anyway all right well that is that gonna, is a great movie yeah that's gonna do it for us but you can always find us more we're always doing stuff thejoyofgeek.net for all our written content of which there has been a, a pretty solid amount of yeah. it especially um, Kevin what have you been working on I mean a lot of stuff lately right well I put up the old man Logan right up um I, well I think I want to write for your Morphin Grid do one of the old Power Rangers movie just for fun like no definitely that. I'll have another um, one of those in the next by yeah. the time this episode's out for sure did we not Most talk like about comics. the Power Rangers trailer We've talked about that a lot. We've talked about the recent, the, the last one, but the new one's a little more fun. I mean, we don't have to okay. talk about it now. All right. All right. Um, but you can find us at thejoyofgeek.net, thejoyofgaming.com for all of our episode archive, of which there's now over 100 podcasts up there, which is pretty that's cool. Up. We hit, we hit uh, it. Most of which are gaming, just on a pure numbers basis. Sure. So that's cool. The fact that we have like 40 episodes that aren't, though, is, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got plenty of stuff you can check us out on elsewhere. There's The Joy of Gaming, The Joy of Geek on Facebook, at The Joy of Game on Twitter, and you can find me personally at IndigoMaster, E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R, or join lsicket.tumblr.com for all my writing, ramblings, whatnot. Um, and definitely tweet at us, because we would love to hear we that on either to. any of our feeds. Uh, Kevin. And we would mention it on the show. We'd love to do that. Come and on. you can find me on Twitter at kwsheaf and ultimatecomics.com. I review new books there every Wednesday. Awesome. Um, and you can find me at our at Rich Lepore. I almost forgot. At Rich Lepore uh, on Twitter. Um, all the same places Jordan just mentioned. Uh, joyofgeek.net, joyofgaming.com. Um, and uh, did you mention the email address? No, no but we, we never ne- do. <laughs> we, we need to check, check it. It, it probably will. has some shit on it. <laughs> some spam emails. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we have a lot of it's our cadre of fans. Tweet us a fans. question. Tweet at the joy of geek or at the joy of game at the joy of game. Let me say that again because I messed it up. Tweet at the joy of game a question about anything pop culture related. We will answer it on this show. It will be fun. Because we have, like, anyway, I know people listen. Lots of people. So yeah. we want to hear from you. It's not just the voices in our heads. No. no, it is not. I have numbers to prove it. But anyway, um, boy, that was a great movie, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, it's just one of those times when it's like, even though we've already just ended it, like, I just still want to just say, yeah. <sighs> exhale. What a great movie, huh? We'll have more good episodes coming up. More gaming. Uh, at the very least, our, I know I know what our next film episode's going to be, because Power Rangers comes out in a scant three weeks. and. Wow. 
that is I'm gonna have such feelings on that film. Oh, we might yeah. get Kelsey, she'll be in the area, so we might I be able to so. do a four man show on that. Uh plenty of Power Rangers love. Um Yeah, yeah, really... the three of you guys, man, I'm gonna have to just sit there like a fly on the wall and just be like, you'll so bring, you'll teach bring an outsider's me. perspective. Teach me, I know, I know. Um but it is worth noting we haven't really planned I mean, we had a, a good solid plan. We're now gonna plan out, so who knows what you'll hear from us next. It's gonna be fun. Uh definitely a gaming episode. Some film, another comics or TV, something or other. So, awesome. And then yeah. in the next couple films, I definitely want to do that uh, best superhero movies of all time because that is loaded. Yeah. Wow. That would be a... And for comics, maybe we'll do a book club. We, we, we haven't done one in a yeah, while. Book clubs are mad fun. Book clubs are mad fun. Old Man Logan? No, I'm just kidding. You, just did, a, you did a review. We'll, we'll pick something else. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kevin Shaver. See you soon. Take care. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end And you could have it all My empire of dirt Upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time The feelings disappear You are someone else I am still right here What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end And you could have